Welcome to another episode of Audit Refrain. This week, we have a uh, very special guest. I always say that, of course. We've got Hotel Pools. Ben, welcome on. Hello, guys. Hello. Hello. We're going to talk about your album, Palmscapes, which is going to be released June 4th. Uh, we've had the luxury, thank you, to listening to it for a while and really being able to digest it. So we're both very excited to be able to discuss this uh, album track by track with you before we get going. Hotel Pools, you're in all the stuff, right? You're going through Stratford CT all year. Look out June 4th for the album drop physically and maybe some other yep. stuff. This will be dropped yep. on June 4th, so you can say whatever you want to say. Okay. So today is June 4th. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah you can i mean everything should be out the only thing that's not coming out today is we have like a really special one-off version of the vinyl that is going to take a while to make so that won't be ready on june 4th but that um everything else will be like the all the variations of the uh the vinyl the cassettes i'll have some uh cool merch stuff available so all that stuff should be should be dropping on the fourth that's really um, sweet. Thank you for not doing yeah. the pre-order. Can I make a wild assumption? Is well, that wait, hold on. Hold shit. What? You're gonna hate me now. Oh fuck. Because we ordered it months ago. But as you know, vinyl is taking quite a while to make right now. So there will be a little bit of a wait. It's not gonna be an immediate turnaround. Um it's not gonna be six so... months, is it? <laughs> no, okay. it's not gonna be six months. We're, I mean, I'm hoping we get it back within um, weeks because we've ordered it, you know, months ago. But I just know the timeline with the production is just keep it gets kicked further and further back. So um, it is a pre-order in a sense, but it's not in in a way that like we're ordering afterward. Like we've it's been ordered for a while. Um, so you probably hate me a little bit now. Uh, I'm no, thinking. No, 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 that's, no. Listen. The expectations are so low right now that if you're like, <laughs> if it's within a month, that's that's speedy. That's like quick. Yeah, I like that. I Keep expect your expectations low, and then you'll be surprised. I expect nothing, and I'm still disappointed. Well, that's <laughs> that's how you rock. So back to my wild assumption: is that super special edition going to be like a wax mage version? It's. I wonder if Andrew even cares if I talk. I mean, it's going to be, it's the fourth. So we're doing like a really cool, um, very limited. It's basically like a liquid fill. Oh, so okay. One of those guys. Yeah. And um, the colors will kind of blend and there'll be some cool stuff going on. So um, the way they make those is like fusing two mm -hmm. uh, together. So um, it's like docking for bit. vinyl. <laughs> What's yeah. that? It's like docking for vinyl. <laughs> we're already we're already going there. That's great. Cool. So it, you can cut that out later. <laughs> no, it's staying. It's staying. So that's really cool. That's I think a lot of those things limited number. I'm assuming of those special. Those are like extreme limited, only because like it's probably a dude in his apartment making. I mean, like literally, like we're ordering some extra um, versions of the record clear to do this. And then we're gonna sell some of the clear version that we don't need for this. So we'll have a fair amount of the normal variant, which is like super rad looking. Um, 
because I haven't put out the artwork yet. So you guys will see it today, being the fourth. You'll <laughs> yeah, see it now. it's, it's yeah, out. Whoa, amazing. Um, <laughs> but uh, so um, there'll be. We did 500, I think, of the normal variant. So I'm hoping that's enough for everybody. And please make it enough and buy them and love them and yeah, listen and yeah. And then we're doing some really cool cassette variants too. I'm a big supporter of cassettes and I love that medium. So we're doing three different cassettes um, and they're all beautiful. And one of them is very special. It almost looks like a tie dye. I don't know how the guy does it, but it's like a blended kind of fucking thing going on. Sounds, it's cool. Sounds cool. Yeah. I, I think I almost want to switch to cassettes because then I'd be less trouble with my significant other. <laughs> so those are easier to hide. <laughs> well, it, they're just not as expensive. Oh, yeah. That's, that's not expensive the... to make either. It's right. Like, it's a beautiful thing. And you get them back right, you know, within a couple weeks. You know, it's just doesn't have the same you know you hold that album and it's a whole nother it's a whole nother thing yeah it's magic so back to my original point sorry find hotel pools on social medias twitter instagram facebook listen to us spotify Bandcamp, all that good stuff same for us you can find us on all the things uh, i want to say with this i've been getting comments back it's interesting because we've released a few episodes now and someone is like it's really hard to listen to this this episode. It's it's kind of weird all over the place. And I'm like, are you listening to it in sequence? They go, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, it's a different show. So I want to clarify, this is a different show than our regular show. This is meant to be a special edition alongside an album, and we talk about it. So if it... You get confused. That's Limited edition episode. Limited edition episode. Um, Liquid episode. The variant. By you gotta have it. Yeah, you gotta have this variant. But uh, anyways, hope so... it's liquid filled. <laughs> <laughs> Better be uh, whiskey mostly. I'm assuming that because that whiskey will... and raisins. That's an inside joke. <laughs> right? you, you guys will understand that later. Put that in the like in the the sub the sub notes. Indeed, indeed. Um, so your album, it's Palmscapes. I don't think we talked about that. Palmscapes is the album that's dropping today. And, um, so let's talk about how it came together. Um, you know, what, what's the process for you and what makes it, uh, what's the special spice with this album? Well, first the name I wanted to just quickly mention, um, the inspiration for the name, um, we my wife and son and i were like driving randomly um in kind of like ruralish oregon maybe 20 minutes away it gets rural pretty quick and we were driving through some nowhere i think it was actually boring oregon we were driving through um and there was a random palm tree farm like massive called palmscape and I had to like pull over. I was like, hold it. This is in the middle of boring Oregon, in the middle of nowhere. I was like, what is going on? So I pull in and it's like middle of the pandemic. No one was there. But I was like walking around. They have massive like greenhouses full of palm trees. They're selling them. They're da da da. So right there, I was like, I love that name. Palmscape to me was like palm trees as high as buildings, like the landscape filled with palm trees. 
and you know me and cliches how i love cliches so i had to run with that i was like i'm i'm running with that palm skates let's do it that's a great name it's magic i don't and i don't think i've heard that i would have never imagined a place like that would have existed Right. I mean, like, especially where we were, too. It was yeah, so random. I mean, like an odd it location. wasn't on like a main road. It was just like weird. And I, I was like, OK, this is and I'd never heard that name either. And I was like, I just think it's cool. I like that imagery. Um, when you see the album cover, you'll kind of, you know, the idea behind like a city with Palm, you know, kind of like Palm City. You know what I mean? That kind of vibe. You know what I like about it? Because it could describe something in florida or california really because like miami or yeah. something along those lines yeah. or rural oregon <laughs> rural oregon rural boring oregon you know anywhere like that i i think that's uh that's pretty fantastic i love it so way to stumble upon inspiration yeah that was like one of those things where i think i i stumbled upon that before i started the record but right at that moment i was like it triggered in a way the vibe that the record took because that name to me kind of has a feeling to it you know and it it almost like it emotes something to me personally so it just seeing that and knowing that i wanted to call the album that kind of was the start of the process in a way it's an unintentional catalyst right there yeah listen you never know when inspiration strikes and where and i i would never know if it did too (laughs) (laughs) well that's just me yeah you know you know you're you're creative in a different way this story i'm gonna really break off on a weird tangent (laughs) right now (laughs) per usual going off this story of just seeing something that you did not expect somewhere uh it was probably about 10 years ago i was in red wing minnesota which is about I don't know, an hour away from Minneapolis. That's where Red Wing shoes are from, by the way. And that's, where, yes, where Red Wing, the, the okay. boots, famous boots are from. And I was there golfing at a golf course that's up in, there's a lot of bluffs in the area. I was golfing with my dad, not by my choice, but I was there. I was like, hold up, golfing? But yeah. continue. <laughs> so I, I was driving a golf <laughs> cart and like change. fucking around. But as we were there, like... From the woods that were on the side, running out into the the fairway to get technical, was an emu. The fuck? Yes. Wow. So, like, large bird, like ostrich, emu just runs out onto the golf course in Red Wing, Minnesota. What the fuck was this thing doing <laughs> there and why? Like, this bird is not native to this area. I have no idea. I have no explanation what was going on. That is the weirdest shit that I have ever seen. And here I am, rural Minnesota, rural boring Minnesota, and an emu pops out. Palmscapes. (laughs) (laughs) The circle completes itself. Yes. So it it tied back in. Sorry, but I just had... It reminded me of this story. I'm sorry. Perfect circle back. That was exactly right. It's amazing. So that's a great explanation of the name. What about the album is um, different evolutionary-wise, like inspiration besides Palmscapes? I mean, I guess for me, like the name kind of set the mood and then coming off the last record, which was... um, 
written during like the heart of the pandemic. And I think in, you know, like the last time we spoke, I talked yeah. about how I had kind of a concept when I started and then my mood shifted during, and that was kind of how the songs were written. Um, but this one, I was like, I wanted to write something a bit more. I don't know if I want to say uplifting, but I wanted the mood to be a bit more like summery pool party, um, play it in the car while you drive, you know, um, summertime album. So that was the goal. And then from there, I just, I try not to really plan shit. I just like tried to write stuff I liked, collaborated with people that I thought would be cool to work with. And, you know, that was kind of it. I don't really, really overthink any of that stuff. I wasn't like, okay, how do I plot this thing out? You know, they, the songs take shape and then I put them out <laughs> pretty much. That's great. I mean, I yeah. I don't think you could ask for a better thing. No. I mean, when I didn't do that, it was worse for me. So I'm trying to like, I'm trying to continue the the stuff that's better for me. So that that's been working lately. So I do that. And so, how long did it take for this album to come to? You say you started it, pandemic, um, come together probably, pretty quickly, or no? This I started so. Last year, I did all those one-off singles after the album, and I think I ended the year with the Windows 96 tune, and then um, and then I pretty much got into it probably January, so it's probably been, and I finished it a couple months ago, so January, February, March, April, probably took me like four months. That's impressive turnaround. I, I would say that, like, I know a lot of people take, you know, a year to write something, so... No, I think like my hotel, these records are never that long. They're usually within six months. All these albums have been, and I mean, the first two, like fall was like, God, I mean, I wrote, I mean, some of those were written like in hours. So, I mean, you know, not the albums, the songs. So, right. Um, yeah. So like, <laughs> um, so yeah. So I, like I said, I don't, I don't like, I don't, I'm not painstaking mix guy. I, I get them where I think they sound good. And then I take a break, come back, listen with fresh ears and make my final adjustments. And then I usually print from there. So that's awesome. And I don't know if it's yeah. like a sense of like confidence or like, fuck it. This is, this is it. You it's know, definitely not... fuck it. It's definitely fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you know, but like a confident, but like, yeah, fuck it. This is the best. <laughs> fuck it. I'm about to drop this on y'all. Take it. And people no, do. I'm one of those guys. I mean, you saw I wrote you within a few days. Do you like yeah. the re like? I'm not one of those guys that um, uh, I'm not the guy that that thinks that I know everything or that I'm my I'm the best shit out there. I'm constantly looking for affirmations because I'm constantly feeling like I'm not quite good enough. And I think that's a lot of artists in general. Yeah. I think you're always comparing to others you're listening to what other people do and say, why can't I do that? I want to do that. Da, da, da. Or whatever the situation is. But for me, um, I kind of gain confidence from the interaction and affirmations I get, which probably is not really, that doesn't sound really healthy, but that is part of like how I, you know, you're, you're looking for feedback from a select few people that can give you insight to what you're looking for to see if you're successful and what you're trying to convey. I think that's, and then people I trust too, like, yeah. like people that, 
that make music I like that tell me that they appreciate what I do or people like you guys that are in the scene that listen to a lot of music that can give me feedback um you know or even like listeners that that like what I do that tell me you know oh man I love that part or I love this but I'm constantly driven by that feedback Mm -hmm. I, I kind of I kind of need that you know to like keep pushing you know what I mean so that's why I'm I'm telling artists that are not getting as much of that guys that I know musicians to just keep putting stuff out because even that one or two or three comments or hearts or whatever helps push you on and, and get, you know, gets you to that next track or whatever. So. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's awesome that you do. And we talked about this a little bit before and about how you, you know, interact with people and give feedback. And, and so I'm, I'm excited. Do you, Kyle, you have any questions for Ben? Before we proceed into the track listing i'm ready to get into it ben do you have any other comments anything like that we need to know before we listen to this um no i just uh no i hope everyone likes it i think they should check out the the collaborators that i worked with on this record for sure um there are there are well i should mention there are six collaborations on the vinyl so that's like pretty cool i've never put that many on a record um and i got a tune with crozia with um with uh you with decisive koala four hill vic echo soft i think i counted six yeah um, so anyway, I'd love everyone to check out those artists because I think they deserve to be listened to. And I loved working with all those guys. And yeah, I just hope people enjoy the music. Uh, just as an, as an aside, how is it working with different people, collaborators? What's that process like for you? Because it's, it's got to be interesting. You've got your process and how you throw stuff together. And then someone else could have something totally different. Do you like just like throw stems back and forth to each other? Do you, are you just like listen and go, you just do a thing and it happens or? Yeah, I mean, it can be kind of different ways, but it usually starts obviously with one person with a idea. So it could be a few tracks. It could be very short, like a loop. Usually it's, you know, um, somewhat of a, of a progression with some tracks there. And um, I'll send that to the, to the other artists and they'll flush it out. They may send me back um, a track that's three minutes because they've added to what I've sent and maybe, you know, um, added to it, added a bridge, added another section. Um, And then I'll get it back, add some more to it. Usually I do the final mix and master or vice versa. You know, they'll they'll send me the original idea and I'll add to that. Um, But, you know, it's, I, I like to just keep it pretty, pretty, open because i've worked with guys that haven't done it before and i've done a lot of co-writing even before hotel pools so some guys you know are are worried about working with someone else or think it's going to be difficult or you know but it should really just be like fun and chill and i've like i think i told you last time i've yet to have a collaboration that wasn't like fun to do and didn't turn out well so i think it's more about just not setting any rule it's like here's an idea do what you want take your time send it back whatever and you just kind of like build onto it as you go you know what i mean 
Have you ever been like surprised? Like you sent out like a 30 second thing and then you get something back and you're like, I was not expecting it to go. Oh yeah. All the time. Well, the, the Vic tune on this record, I sent him this idea that was um, more like the end of the song transitions into kind of a different feel. And that was more like the original idea, but he took it and added guitars and did this whole kind of more, indie-ish kind of vibe to it and i got that back and i was like holy shit i mean that kind of threw me through a loop i didn't hear it going there and i and i um and i love that that's part of why i do it and I, that happens all the time i'm like whoa we're like because you, you're alone in your room with no one i mean that's that's what's beautiful they hear shit i don't hear and that's why i want to work with people that are good that, yeah that makes sense to me i like, that. I like it it's good Okay, so let's get into the uh, the first track, track number one, Vacation. This is System 96, and you're listening to the Paradise Arcade. All right, so Vacation. Uh, I, I mean, I just, there's a special spice that is Hotel Pools. I can't describe what it is, but it's such a distinctive sound. And I, I it just, it immediately takes you into a different mood and headset and i i just I insta vibe insta vibe you like <laughs> yes, it, ooh, love that like you insta can vibe. like you put this on and you instantly like chill like you're you're vibing you get it and i think it like it projects it to anyone that listens to it everyone's like okay this is where we're at now like you've got the flamingo inflatable pool toy <laughs> <laughs> so and you're ready to want, party man yeah that's it i mean that yeah i mean that that's like that was the the idea was to like set the mood and i've on the last few records i've tried to start it off with like sort of a um like some imagery like you know um constant was supposed to be the intro was supposed to uh sound like someone kind of like walk into their rocket car getting in audiences cheering i don't know if you guys remember that one but like and they, he gets in and then he or she, and then they kind of take off and they're in space and da, da, da. Um, the last record was, I think it was like, dude, getting in the car and tuning the radio. I like, I like the idea of having a visual representation of like the start. So um, it's like reading a book. It's not, you're not seeing it, but you're, you're, you're able to come up with your own ideas. So that was the idea, like this one. He's getting to the beach. There's some music, outside music you hear going on. He sits down, puts the cassette in, presses play. And I actually started the beat running through my four-track cassette player. So it's actually a cassette recording that then you hear it stop and go into the full the full sonics of the, the actual recording, which kind of opens up more dynamic. Um, so I was hoping for it to kind of sound a little bit squished like a cassette and then wider when it kind of opened up um it's like yeah it reminds me of like coming up from water like you're in you're underwater you're in the ocean or a pool and like there's stuff happening around the scene and then like that transition is like you come up from the water and then you see everything around you and you hear everything fully um it's just it's such a neat effect in the music well that's cool yeah the cassette i mean when you bounce down to to a cassette like that and it's the whole track you're really kind of squashing it and you're you're saturating it and you're kind of losing some fidelity but that was kind of the goal 
um, to then have it open up wider. And then also, I think with this record, I'm, I'm doing a lot more, I'm adding a lot more vocal samples. So there's a lot more vocal stabs and chops. And that's to try to just work with that vibe I'm going for, like that whole kind of like summer nights kind of pool party thing. Yeah, I'm excited for people to hear it because I think it's one of those things where it's hotel pools. If you like hotel pools, you're going to like this record. You're going to love it. But it's also like I love the different little facets that you explore within the music, like your different little stories that you create for the albums, for the tracks. Like it it really does carry through and it. it's all these little subtle things that um, I think you just like absorb and not necessarily consciously like grab onto but like you immediately feel it like this well, is that's cool oh well, that's like what we talked about too is the character in each person and what they bring to their music and that's just kind of you know i think like what you were saying it's something undefinable and i think as i continue to write this music and learn what i want it to sound like for this project um i can keep honing in on that character you know what i mean what else um, about the first track? I mean, why is it track number one? Was it a tone setter? Do you know, like, this is the thing? I think this was written, like, I kind of wrote the record in side A and B in my head, and I wrote this probably midway through, and I just, to me, it sounded like an intro. I don't know. It felt like a vibe I would be comfortable with like the person hearing for the first song and thinking okay this is this will set the tone for the most part you know i mean i'm always going to get moody here and there there are going to be tracks that are like you know that's just i like that kind of stuff but i think for the most part it's got a more uppity feel to it you know what i mean yeah it's interesting so not like, like snooty uppity no 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 no, 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 so no, no. i didn't mean that not <laughs> snooty at all actually the the opposite of snooty it's like it's, it's relaxed unsnooty it's what it's relaxed it's like it's relaxing we're it's not relaxed. like listen we don't Everyone's care invited there's no snootiness around right unsnoot style <laughs> no snoots that could be a new album no snoots, no snoots. <laughs> uh anything else you want to talk about with this track um no i think it was just a good kind of opening track um and it'll kind of set the tone for the most part and um short track so i wanted to kind of vacation is side a intro now tro is side b intro and that's kind of how i wrote both those tracks gotcha now tro is side b Ooh. intro and yeah <laughs> uh and, and literally it's like vacation prepare yourself to step into vacation mode like you're in a hotel lobby you're about ready to just like disengage from everything i got my sarong I've got my flip flops. You got your mankini. I'm, You're I'm ready. ready to go. <laughs> Vaxed and waxed. I'm ready to go. Wait, what's a sarong? I thought you were going to say sriracha. What's a sarong again? I got the sriracha on tap too. We're ready to go. So a sarong would be like a sort of scarfy, thin yeah, material right. thing that you just tie around your waist. You tie at the side uh, of your bikini. Like you want to be. You want to be modest. You don't want to show off your your bottom areas you put that on the sarong got it i've seen those many times yeah i know it's like i'm working with something nice downstairs here 
but I'm not going to show it off right now. Because I'm a little cold, and I'm also a little modest. I'm walking to go get drinks. It comes off when I'm about to get into this pool. Right. <laughs> God, you really set the tone, Kyle. Wow. I'm living this yeah. life right now. <laughs> I really want to I'm jump. on three days vacation. Not vacation, just regular three days I'm off. On what the fuck am I talking days. about? I got a four-day weekend, baby. But this I'm is a life I can vacation. live. <laughs> did you guys catch that one? <laughs> Zinger! Did you Zing catch it? Learn. Yes. <laughs> Alright, so let's go to the next track. Oceanside. You are now listening to Paradise Arcade. So Oceanside, I, I really like it in juxtaposition to the first track um, because it really feels like like you're on a night stroll you're in this like beachside there's like bustling fun stuff happening there's an energy to it um, that I find is really like really feels good it feels good so uh, talk about that the track and, and how it came to be and such yeah this was like to me, this was like that Miami part, like, I don't know, club scene track for me. Like you're cruising down, bustling, like you said, basically, you know, like nightlife, beach kind of vibe going on. Um, and for me, the production was a little different. I was, I wanted to, I was inspired by those like quick 80s stabby bass lines, Madonna and Cindy Loppers and was trying to go for a bit more, um, you know, like I like to stay in my BPM range, my tempo range, but I wanted it again to feel a little bit more, um, you know, like vibey and have some, some different flavor to it. So I tried to add, um, again, some like some different vocal stabs filtered some different effects in there. Um, and, uh, and yeah, you know, to me, it's like it's still hotel pool sound, but but people that have heard the record are like, uh, just feel like it has maybe a, a different quality to it. Um, and that's the music video that came out. <laughs> this is so much. <laughs> it's out on Monday. It came out a few days ago. No, the, the music video, which you know, when you guys hear this, it'll be out already. But it it comes out on um on the thirty first on Monday. So um, Memorial Day. Yeah, no Monday. less. So, um, you got a day off. You better watch this shit. Yeah, you better get it. <laughs> yeah. You better get yeah, it. You better watch it. Um, am I? Both of you can correct me, but the vocal stabs are. Am I wrong? It's like early '90s kind of vibe a little yeah. bit. Am I off, or is that a thing? Because no, heavy, okay. heavy inspiration. Sade, like that. I wanted that. Like, um, yeah. I mean, you're right on. To me, that was the inspiration. So. Um, you know, I'm taking vocal chops, stuff I've had, other random things, affecting them, placing them weird ways and stuff. And just trying to, it just vocals in that way, they, they don't have to be necessarily lyric, but they add a really different texture that you cannot get with a synth or a guitar. It's just a different sound. You know what it really reminds me of? And this is so not related to hotel pools. It's insane. But uh, it's Aphex Twin. Aphex Twin uses a lot of vocal um, 
elements in his music and, and heavily distorts them. But because vocals add something, as you say, that synthesizers and other things don't, um, it adds a complexity and a mood and, and a human connection maybe to music, but in a weird sort of adjacent way. And so I, it, I just get that vibe a little bit, like especially like the down tempo apex to it or like AFX when he's doing like analog bubble bath and more of his down tempo stuff, a little bit of that. I know I'm, it's probably not it, like even remotely where you're coming from, but that's just hey, my particular. I'm, I love Apex Twin. I mean, you you nailed the original idea that you said was really where the inspiration came from was that kind of that Sade vocal tone and then trying to like layer that in and chop it in. You know, hip hop uh, guys did that a lot in the 90s too. Um, and, you know, so thank you i because sometimes i feel like i'm insane when i'm listening to music i'm like is that really oh thing? man you are so validated right now i am like i'm happy for you <laughs> i have a validation boner right now it's like you got the oh. blue check next to your validation <sighs> i thank you for like what i see is at least in the ballpark of what you were doing yeah that was right on that was right on thank you kyle what do you have to say about this track i fucking love it this is like it gets me real pumped up. Yeah. It, it, it makes me wish that I liked warm weather <laughs> or sunlight, <laughs> things like that. Like, Great. I can't take that kind of thing, but I can live vicariously through this track with that there kind of go. action. Because, Kyle, you have you had more than your usual yes or no kind of answer or feeling towards this record. It's... What I want to say about it, I got to wait until the end because I can't just oh, be sure. like, Bleh, this is what it is. But Kyle has a feeling. Am I going to cry? It, tears of fucking joy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. I'm expecting positive. I feel positive energy between us. So I know it's going to be good, but I'm wondering, am I going to get emotional? Now, I'm, yeah. no, don't, I'm setting it up. It's now it's a oh, whole thing. You've blown, <laughs> no, you've blown this out of proportion it, now. It, it, yeah, don't. Let's stop talking. Just wait. No, I, will, I will just Fine. say, but, go. But, uh, just to talk about this song, like I feel like um, shopping montage Mm-hmm. that kind of thing like yes. we're buying cool yes. shit like this is hot we're at the beach we're doing it it's yeah Dude, that's it that is what it. what is that yeah. surfing skateboarding movie that came out with seth um i know fuck the guy that plays uh like if you remember the music video for thong song there's a scene where there's a hot dog and like they go with the mustard and it's like traveling down the hot dog <laughs> That's my feel That's for exact, this, this yeah. track right here. Wow. It just, I, need, it, I need to go back and watch the song. So I, it's been a minute. I have to go check that out. <laughs> that was like upper echelon cinematic, like <laughs> filming right Listen, there just for he, that particular, like right. two sec, not even two second, one second, a scene. one second scene for like an in camera effect. It was like chef's kiss. Wow. Amazing. It was. And you brought this with this song. You were there. You lived in that moment. <laughs> you brought that was, mustard I, going glad. on a hot dog for one second for an entire track. You extended wow, that moment of, of joy. Wow, that's a compliment. That's yeah, you know, never I, expected that. I'm glad. I'm, I appreciate it. I call him like I see him. <laughs> 
Mostly it's just me doing a really terrible job being like, I like this. I don't like this. It's funny because, you know, Kai and I were, you know, we, as we listen to music and, you know, bounce things off each other and like, I, it's usually it's good or I didn't like this. That's usually the kind of the, the direction I'm like I that get. Too. I'm like that too. I'm, I'm very, yeah, I, I, that's how I go too. I get I get frustrated when people write me emails and shit that are like eight paragraphs. I'm like, dude, you could have just I don't like that. That's it. This could have not been an email (laughs) rather than the other way around. Like this meeting could have been an email. This this is too much. (laughs) Yeah. So, oh, shit. I because I'm that guy. I'm the person that writes the eight. Yeah, you are. (laughs) And then Kyle's like, it's good. I like it. And that's it. That's the end of it. But you're you the had... yin and the yin. That's why you, that's why this works. That's why you it... guys are, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. He asked the important questions and I say the dumb shit. Like I saw an <laughs> emu on a golf course. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it brought it's... it back, man. It tied it... it in. It was good. Your timing is like perfect. Palmscapes. Palmscapes. <laughs> and that's why we're here today. It's Palmscapes. All right. We don't have anything else. To add to this track let's get on to the next no, that one that one was like that one was like he you guys nailed it i mean that was um yeah miami nights how many cliche i mean i'll just keep throwing i don't uh you know me i don't care it's miami you know nights. what i like about it you know ben ultimately like what i like about this is that yeah you're you're dealing with cliches but and also it's still fresh it's still your take like it is so distinct that well it, like and for me it's like i like this shit so i don't really care like i'm gonna just do it because i like it i like the music i'm making now i like the imagery i like it's like this this whole vibe i know it gets shit on a lot but i actually enjoy it so i'm just gonna do it because i like to do it there's expanding upon it and then there's beating a dead horse yeah you're right you're right and you're definitely expanding upon it and not beating the dead horse right you right. are correct in that. You have to try to like elevate and 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 try things. And you know, I'm not going to write the same song over and over. I'm I'm going to always try to do something else. But but the imagery and stuff, I just I just think this stuff's yeah. I mean, like you said, they're cliches, but like the music speaks for itself, and the imagery is just stuff that I think is cool. And I've always been like that since I was a kid. So I just kind of I run with it. And obviously, people resonate because your shit sells out. So like, good luck. Yeah. I wish everyone luck today getting this record because it's going to be my guess 500, maybe 10 minutes. It'll be up and then it's going to be sold out. Be there on the fucking drop, which I am. I hate this. I I've got such FOMO life right now. Like I bought the Lucy in disguise drop. That was a week ago. Not today. <laughs> what timeline are we on? Are we on June fourth? <laughs> time is a flat circle. Anyways, it is sold out by the end of you know within eight hours, less than eight hours, it was sold out pretty much. So, Steven's a good guy. He's one of the first guys I actually we met for a beer like real early on when I started Hotel Pools. Um, I forget if he messaged me or or something, and we were both in Portland. We had a beer, and he's a super cool dude. Mm-hmm. I like him. I was really hoping you said you had a beer really early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, 
Not I, not I, friend. It's wishful thinking. <laughs> not everyone can strive for that level of commitment to a good time. I don't know. I wouldn't want to have a beer early in the morning, but I would like to hear about that. Right. All right, should we get to the next track? Yeah, what's let's next? Let's do Hideaway. Hello, this is Dan Terminus, and you're listening to the Paradise Arcade. Hideaway, featuring Croatia. Is that? Am I saying that right? No, it's Croatia. 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 No, no, wait. Listen, listen. Croatia. Croatia. There you go. Thank you. Say it. Croatia. You on the right. Say it. Croatia. Other Eric. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think it's Cro Croatia. Croatia. I think it is. I used to say Cro Croatia. But anyway, the dude is awesome. I love working with him. Um, second track we've done together. That's a single I put out last year that was like a one-off tune. I wrote this little basic idea and sent it to him. And it was another one of those, like, he sent me back this amazing, like, added all these great leads and sections. And um, yeah, French. the French guys are really good, man. The French guys are really on point. What's with the French guys? It's always been that way. I mean, yeah. even when I was yeah. like, I was really into air when I like years ago, like makes sense. Uh, M83. Yeah. Uh, you got like all these French, I don't know what it is, but they're really, they know what to do. A lot of them. I don't know. It's something that's like, and it doesn't matter what, what well, I guess it is specifically, there is a range of what they do, which is very well electronic dance, yeah. music, disco, whatever, you know, but like, be it like dark synth, perturbator, carpenter brute, or, or just going back French to touch, like yeah, anyone on Ed Banger, yeah, Breakbot, you know, like um, just amazing. I don't know what it is, and I feel like there's a lot of Australians like that too. But um, Crocia is extremely talented. Do like yeah, I mean, there's not much else to say. It was a very collaborative effort, um, and uh, and yeah, I wanted to include it on the vinyl because I felt like one people were asking for it to be on vinyl that was a tune that people really enjoyed last year and also it seemed to like fit into the whole vibe of everything so i i threw it on there my so it's a great track i mean you really you can't complain so uh with this was it more like you did a thing and then he does a thing i, I don't i'm assuming it's a he I, I, they did a thing they did a thing i'm sorry i'm pretty you, sure it's assuming. a he well, I, I, you know, don't want to assume pronouns. No, I know. I know. You're totally right. They did their thing and they fucking killed it. Um, and yeah, he's great. I mean, he, he, uh, I had a, I had an idea that was kind of basic. I think it was chords, bass, some drums. Um, and a few days later, he sent me back. He had extended it um, by a bit, added the whole B section, added a bunch of instruments. Um, some percussion and then i got it back and added the very end extended it more we needed another like 30 40 seconds so i um did that that extra breakdown at the end and flushed that out and yeah it was like very chill i don't like t making these things like okay you do this i do this. it's like whatever happens happens and when it sounds good it's good enough you know it's like whatever i don't need to like well i did this and you did this and da, da, da. it doesn't you know that's it's like a exciting. very organic 
Yeah, exactly. It's refreshing to hear you talk about how you put music together. And, and I think for people listening to it and like wanting to do collaborations, it makes it a lot less scary. Like, let it be what it is. You vibe, you vibe, you just slap it together. And when you, when you like it, you like it, just put it out there in the world. Yeah. Like if I, I was, think it, it, no, no, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, if I was someone with any sort of talent whatsoever, and I was working on a collaboration with someone, I wouldn't want it to be like, we're doing this and you're doing that. And it's going to be like yeah. this. And it's so structured. I'd be like, just, just feel out whatever you want to do and do it. That'd be more yeah. my style. Yeah. And I've come from, you know, um, co-writes where they are like that, where it's you're very specific about what, who does what, because there's money or percentages or whatever. I just, that whole thing is just, it doesn't interest me. It's not exciting. I don't want to write music like that. And, and that's why these things are just, we just split the track evenly. It doesn't matter if I put one more sound in than that. You know what I mean? It's like the end of the day, it's like, I just want a cool track that, that we both like. And um, we do, I do all my co-writes 50, 50, cause that's what it is, you know, but, and that's really cool. And I think like, it's just, it's really awesome that I have to imagine that when you collaborate with people, you take that and you, it just makes you better because you, you go different places, you do different things, you hear oh, different yeah. sounds and you're like, shit, I never would have thought of that on my own. And then you just become better to become oh, you, know, yeah. you grow it's, it's it's huge man it's huge inspiration because i can't do everything and i don't know everything so you know i'm constantly learning and um that's yeah i mean that's huge it's inspiring to hear what someone else can do and then kind of impart that into your own thing i mean i've done that be like wow look at that and then i'll let me try to like experiment with that kind of sound or that technique or whatever so yeah I like to throw different things into the mix to try to to change up how I'm writing and creating. So um, I love that you embrace it. I love that you embrace so much collaboration and you make it really approachable um, because I think it just it makes it makes you better. It keeps you on your toes. I'm stressed out thinking about people being too critical on that kind of thing already. And I'm not even <laughs> and I don't even do it. Right. Oh, dude, man. Before I was doing hotel pools, I was doing some like trying to do some commercial work. You'd be shocked at the kind of notes these companies will send you. Like the hi-hat hit at one minute and 19 seconds needs an extra uh, 3 dB of, of, of 600. I mean, like crazy amounts of notes that are meaningless. That you take didn't hit the brown note. <laughs> I have noped out of that shit so hard already. Oof, that would be that would be too much for me. No, uh, it's awful. I mean, yeah. That's I love not... how Kyle's so modest about his his background and, and, and stuff. It, it gives the false impression that you've never done anything ever. What are you talking about? I have no idea. What you... Kyle used to be in a band called Viking Funeral. It was pretty cool. Whoa. Yeah. It, that sounds intense. It, it was intense. It was an intense band. It's, you just do what you want to do, and you don't do what you don't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> we once, we were trying to get a drummer, and we had this one guy meet us for like dinner. Like, let's all go out to eat, and we can meet this guy. And he came in, and he was like, instantly you have to tell me our touring schedule and then you have to let me know what the pay is and then you gotta that let guy. me know the deadlines Everyone and everything 
And I was just like, hold on here, buddy. Like, we just want to first, we just want to play. Yeah. Like, I would like to know if you get along with us. And already I can tell that we won't get along with you with all these (laughs) things that you just said. You failed. No, that's that's like a huge turnoff for me now, because my I have a background in like licensing and came from a band that was signed and went through all that bullshit and i that stuff when i get on the phone with like a manager or someone that wants me to write something and they start lit and we got uh we got interest from spin and rolling i'm like i don't fucking care like is the kid good at what he does like does he write good music because that's what i care about none of that other stuff matters to me at all like it's all bullshit and it's all just facade so it you know it's like it's all meaningless it's like i'm coming in hot what's the schedule what am i getting paid that that line (laughs) you just said is literally something kyle it's all meaningless that's a kyle line right there it's all meaningless life is shit well that's the the extra part kyle would say everything sucks (laughs) (laughs) no but i so when we listen so when we listen to the next song i can leave and during the song and get more whiskey right oh absolutely Oh, okay, cool. You guys are cool. You're not going to fight or anything? Like, you're okay? We oh, might. We might fight. Oh, okay. You might miss something good. <laughs> yeah. Warning. Warning. This, you got to pick and choose your battles. <laughs> so what else do you want to say about this track? Is it... Um, I mean, it's hot. The tracks on this album consistently are of a, a really high caliber, I feel, my personal opinion. Um, I like that. And you know, like it's, I, it really frustrates me talking to you sometimes because you really make it be like, yeah, I just you know like hang out and I do a thing and then like when I like it I do it it just there it is and then I'm done. I relate to this so (laughs) I relate to that so hard. I'm fucking jealous. Stop thinking Wait, are so you much. Talking to me? Are you? I'm talking to fucking you. you. We're all talking oh, to each other. Me? Oh, I thought you were talking to him. Like no, he does you, stuff. you, oh, me. Oh, oh. shit. Um, yeah, like you're just like. I'm whatever. not trying to be that dude that's like, oh, whatever. I just do. I, you know, I, you know, I'm not. I'm not saying I don't spend time and and and. You put I've the work taken, in, obviously. Yeah, I mean, but I'm just saying I came from many years of overthinking my music and the writing of it and the production or whatever, you know, and what I use and what I do. And I was just kind of like tired of that and it wasn't really doing anything for me. So that's what I mean is like- You're right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I am so jealous of you. And then I just was coming (laughs) in saying like, I I vibe with that whole feeling a lot. I can't fucking shut my brain off. Stop thinking so much, I can't fucking shut it off. Drinking helps. It it's, it's it steps it down a bit. Oh, dude, I'm so bad. I'm in my head all the time. I just have to make myself stop. I just it's like okay, done, and move on. You know, or take a break or whatever. But God I'm bless you. Just, I'm constantly going as well. Like I want to feel like I take my college final paper approach to everything. It's like don't do anything the whole semester. <laughs> Wait till the night before. Have a little drink or two. Bang it out real quick. Don't edit. (laughs) Do not edit the paper at all. Save. Turn it in the next morning. Done. You're done. 
get How'd a, you do? Get a C plus. Do that. One time I got a note on one of my finals like that from my teacher in college that said, see me after class. <laughs> I've mentioned this before in another you interview, have. but you I have. didn't I didn't elaborate. Elaborate on it. But I was like, all right, it's end of an era. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Like the time of me getting drunk and doing a final the night before it's due is over. So I met the teacher after class and she's like, I need to ask you a question. Whoa. And I was just like, all right, I'm prepared to say I don't give a fuck. You're sweating. You're like, <laughs> I wasn't really sweating. She's like, and at, at the time I was going to a community college, which I have no shame in saying because it was actually the best school and I had the best teachers I ever had in my life at this community college. She goes, why are you going to school here? You have no business being here. You should be in a much better school than this. <laughs> wow. And I, in my yeah, head, beauty. in my, I did this in my head. I was like, I pulled this shit out of my ass the night before. But I was just like, well, you know, these life situations and everything. And she went on to say, like, you are you are so much better than the other people in this class. <laughs> you should be doing this. You should be going to a better school. You need to focus on this, that, and the other thing. And I was just like, I don't even care. <laughs> I, got, I And I didn't say like, oh, I got drunk last night and typed this out and did not edit it. And I just handed it in. Wild times, man. Wild times. I love how you, you bring this up as if it was recent, but this is... A long time ago. This was, <laughs> yeah. How long ago was this? This was about eighteen years ago now. Good times. Yeah. Not to date myself in college, but <laughs> it was a while ago. You just did. Cool. Yeah. Fuck. All right. So that's a great transition to the next song. So let's What's listen the next to song? I don't Waves. Waves. Oh, We're gonna listen to Waves. So uh, let's get to it. This is Cody Carpenter, and you're listening to the Paradise Arcade. So Waves, man, like this song, I'd say this is a frisky hotel pool song. I really like the 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 up tempo on it. Like it's it's got it's got a little something to it. I'm I'm really I really dig it. Like again, like go into the tracks is they're very strong and i think like for me like i don't know if this makes me old-fashioned i like albums i like listening to albums front to back i like the experience i feel like um you know in a way it's like either reading a short story or watching a movie like it's a whole the whole thing and like with this record it's got really good moments and there's some surprising things in it um, different moods, subtle variations, whole shifts. So let's talk about waves. I guess that's that's what I'm talking. Where I'm getting to. Let's crash into these waves. Let's crash into it. Yeah, I mean, this one was like the start of it to me feels like more of a traditional like moody tune that I would have put on like constant. Um, has like a spacier vibe to it. Um. This song, like I started it on the uh, on the matriarch. I had this kind of this little pattern I wrote on the sequencer and let that run, and then started to add to it. Um, and and then I uh, 
wanted to get kind of like trippy with it and change the entire mood halfway through. So I kind of did this weird little phasery um, transition and um, tried to get like a little funkier with it at the end and just kind of try to um, use the same melody line, but give the song a completely different vibe. So in my mind, that's like the wave. It was like mellow into, you know, more. Do you use phase, your your background as a musician to be able to just kind of like roll into a thing, like make these songs and not have to think about them so much? Like, do you like, do you like, can you think of a mood and just like, this is how I make that mood and just do it? I don't think I'm there to that point. Like I can't think of something and just get it out. I'm not, I'm not there, but I think every time I get into the studio, I realize that I'm getting better. I think it's just repetition. It's like anything, you know, it's like putting in the time and the more I do it, the better I get. Um, and so I guess I'm, I guess this album was easier to achieve my goal than previous ones would be a good answer. So maybe that's because of the time and what I've gone through getting to this point. Um, or it was just the way these songs came together. But I think, it, I think you know, I'm definitely getting better at that. I mean, I can go into something and say, I want to go for this mood and I can get pretty close. So I'm getting there. Yeah, it, it, I feel like the songwriting in this comes across as pretty confident. I mean, is the best way, or I don't know if it's carefree or confidence or whatever, but it's just like high skill, high skill. Maybe until you make it upper echelon of songwriting. <laughs> Kyle, what are your thoughts on this on waves? I left to pee. <laughs> and you're, you're putting this on. Yeah, me. but you've heard the song. I have, but I feel like I missed out on the refresher, and that would have like reminded me of what I wanted. It would have like knocked loose all of the nuggets that you would have. Right, your non sequiturs. Well, you should Pete. That's clearly the lesson of this story. It's amateur move. I know. I'm... <sighs> it's terrible. It's three, terrible. Three words. Three word description of what you heard from the pisser. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> Done. That's it. <laughs> Period. Finish. I mean, if that's not ultimate validation, I don't know what is. And, you know, you kind of scraped on a little bit of what I want to wait to say until mm -hmm. the end. Okay. All right. Uh -oh, Stealing my Fire. thunder a little bit, but. No, you'll have your way of saying I'll, it. I'll save it until later and, we'll and then elaborate it. upon it indeed and then bring the good vibes or bring the validation <laughs> I, you know i just the, the the appropriate praise oh appropriate okay appropriate praise that's an album title. That's good. <laughs> i'm waiting for your appropriate praise well deserved appropriate <laughs> apropos uh, I just I like how this the album flows one track and the next. It just it feels very natural. And I feel like I have to get it out of the way now just because oh. of what we're doing. Oh, shit. 
So uh, a, as a person who appreciates vinyl as a medium, there the ultimate thing that you can get is an album that's fully listenable front to back, mm-hmm. side A to side B. Totally agree with that. Something that there is not like, ooh, there's this one thing I like. There's no singles like modern pop music where it's like, I like this, that's the thing I want to listen to and everything else that it is filler. Yeah. Ben, what you do with all of your albums is you make something that's completely listenable for the entire duration of the time. So front to back, what album do you want to listen to all the way through? This album. This is one of the ones that I want to listen to all the way through. It's not just this one. It's other ones that you do too. But when I first heard this album, I listened to it three times in a row. Like I just put it on, listen through, start, stop, listen all the way through, do that. That is exactly the most attractive thing that I could think of in an album that's released right now, especially for someone like me, like you, Eric. Indeed. Who appreciates vinyl as their preferred, you know, physical format. Yeah. And way of listening to music. Yeah, I love that. I mean, that's like, I think any any like musician or someone creating something would want to hear that. I mean, you know, I, I started hotel pools doing one-off singles because I just wanted to get music out and I didn't want to sit on it, but there is something really enjoyable to writing an album and being able to connect everything and try to, to make it feel like one, you know, one thing as well as individual things, if that makes sense. Yeah. But that's cool, man. I appreciate that a lot. I mean, I I love records that I can throw on and just play. I mean, one of my uh, top three albums ever is um, Wild Nothing's Nocturne. And that album, I can start and just play the entire album. And I do it pretty often just because I enjoy it. But that's what I love about vinyl, too, is that it's not a single... It, you're not... It's not a... Um, it's not kind of where we are currently, which is just about singles and, you know, playlists and all that. And I love that we're still able to make albums that are albums and listen to them that way. And what I find even more impressive, it's just you. Even uh, collaborators aside, it's just you. If you look at like the credits for modern pop music, there's like 67 people attributed to just the drum sounds, typically. You yeah. know what I mean? And like it's, it's like the credits at the end of the movie. usually all those other people in suits that are involved because it's usually the creative people are probably capable unless their egos are out of control. But it's usually all those other money, people with the money that want that person to be involved or that person to be involved because they wrote the hit or they wrote the, you know what I mean? So... That's all the shit I don't even want. I, I hate all that stuff. And that's why I'm like, it's one of the reasons why, you know, I, I go indie, I go this particular scene because I'm always impressed with when people even embrace like a pop sound, it's still way less people involved in the creative energy it takes to, to do that. The, the caliber of talent um, yeah. is it, it's really there and I get into these discussions with other people who are like, oh, I love Ariana Grande. I'm like, but Ariana Grande is really a a, a moniker and there's a hundred people 
also involved in that. It's a machine. Yeah. Idea of whole, Ariana it, Grande where like you yeah. like the sausage that is Ariana Grande, but it takes so many people to make that thing exist where it's like, if it's just two people, that's really impressive to me. Like I get like, yeah. you know, like Nine Inch Nails back in the day, there's a bunch of like engineers and things like that where they're adding a different level of creativity to it that's not necessarily songwriting but like there's not a hundred people attributed to the hi-hat sound from one track that just sounds like there'd end up being too many cooks in the kitchen i think i think ben hit it right the nail on the head the money people say well this name was on this track and it sold this many units and did this many thing on this spotify so therefore, we have to have that name on this track, even though they only attribute to a micron of a second. And then how many of those people would be like the hi-hat at minute, you know, 1.01 has to increase its decibel like three. Turn that hi-hat. Yeah. Add a second bass drum at two minutes and three. Se- I mean, that kind of shit's crazy. All that shit. But... Like, and that's what it is. And I find it just takes all the joy out of it for me. And it, yeah, it helps like. If this scene helps me soothe my hyper analytical brain. Uh, Chill out, man. Yeah, well, you know, I try. I feel like I'm the sign for this. And not to take anything away from, you know, Ariana Grande, I'm sure, is a very talented person and singer. Absolutely. And all that, but, but, and not like she's listening. Like, I have to apologize to Ariana Grande. But I just, yeah, the whole music in that whole world is not really like. Um, enjoyable it's it's really like a math equation it's not something that i'm interested in doing it's just not fun you know and to be honest like this is what i do and i do this for a living and i have for a while um but it's also what i love i mean i wouldn't do it if i didn't enjoy it and that shit's not enjoyable so may go to tangent may i I go to segue please so there's something that i recently discovered and it helped me understand why I don't like modern pop music, why I couldn't like. And I love pop music. I'm not saying that I don't love it. I love pop music from 50s, 60s, 80s, 90s on like that. That's I'm not a hater of it. I like that you skip the 70s. Well, we 70s. can have a discussion about that later. <laughs> Indeed. Well, but so there's a I was watching a video and what he did is he quantized, quantized quantified no quantized um a van halen song and quantized quantized yes there you go his point was to show the difference between old pop music and new pop music and Uh, basically what what modern pop music is is you could take lackluster musicians that can barely play you can create a hit if you're a producer because you can quantize, which means that it's the same notes, the same thing from bar to bar. So it's consistent. And you don't have to be proficient as a musician. It just fixes all that shit. Where like old music from the 70s and 80s, 60s, it's looser. And so with like Van Halen, notes get a little loose. They get a little out of time. They kind of swing in and out of. Yeah, it's human. They're playing. It's, yeah, no I was just going to say that. Yeah. And it gives it its swagger. It gives it its its um like what makes it so good. 
And it, I thought it was such a great juxtaposition to like, this is why Van Halen is great. And this is why some most other shit is terrible because it's, it's like the worst attributes of electronic music put into pop music, which is really like disheartening because it's like, it's four, four, 120 B BPMs, same shit over and over and over again. And it's perfection. Super gridded. Everything's very lined and that, yeah, it takes some of the humanistic quality out of music. Out of it. What I mean, but you could yeah. produce this thing, this product for people to consume. And as the producer, you can get the result that you want as a record company. You can get the result as you want. You can get that guaranteed listen like thing on your, your metrics and have a winner. Whereas like, this scene is more human, even though it's electronic music, which is funny to me. It's not so based on like, I need to hit these particular metrics to get this particular thing. It's just, you love what you do. You put out what you do and it's really enjoyable. And I love it. That's the point. That wasn't really a tangent. Was it not a tangent? It's kind of on topic. It's not talking about seeing a weird bird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, comparative to you, it's it's an aside. You're going out to of your wheelhouse. Point. Good, yes, good job. I know what you're saying, though. I mean, I I music, um, especially pop music, electronic music. Back then, you know, they were all cutting reel to reel. It was all tape. When they wanted to make an edit, they actually had to cut the tape and and move it and then scotch tape it where that you know, or they'd use. Let me get all like producery, but they'd use sidechain compression. To help initially sidechain compression was to help line things up because it helped duck the other instruments in line with the kick drum or the drums or whatever you were sidechaining. So now sidechaining is what everyone knows as the pumping four on the floor sound where everything is super volume swelling. Um, but back then it was just a trick to try to get things to gel and to try to get music to sound more lined up because they're all humans playing music together, probably in one room. Um, depending on when it was. So yeah, now it's just like, for me, when I write music, I use quantization, but I also purposefully don't grid things because I want them to be not perfect. That's part of what makes music music, you know? So I get that. That's my point. That's, thank you for my long diatribe of <laughs> shit. My thought. And it's, it's a thing that I consistently come back to is like, in discussions with other people like this is why i don't like modern pop music i'm not saying that taylor swift or whoever it is is not talented but what if they didn't have the songwriting team the the whole thing behind them and just let them cool actually you know like let them be who they are what does that look like that that might catch my interest like this scene does exactly like Mm -hmm. I, there's a lot of things where I'm like, man, this is so close to being interesting, but it's, it isn't. Are you guys having her on ever to like talk to her about that or no? <laughs> on our next date, I'll bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's a joke, but whatever. You be, you know what I, you know, my philosophy is if you don't ask, you don't get and and the people, the quality of people such as yourself that we've been able to get on the show. Hey. You leave it to me. I, I will get Taylor Swift on. If that's the thing we wanted yeah. to do. 
I mean, I'll have to go through her team, and it'll take three years, but I'll do it. T-Swizzle. T-Swizzle. About to be on Izzle. <laughs> Point being is, you know, so far the, the album is is a great, and it really attributes, to, I think, to your natural instincts and your your ability and it's it's this weird mix of like talent training and it, it just seems effortless but i know there's effort behind it i i would want to say with my limited interest in other genres at the moment <laughs> i feel like the main appeal of this one is how real people are within it indeed thank you that's that's true for sure man I, when i worked with windows 96 that was a trip that dude is hilarious i He's like one of my favorite people because he's so blunt. <laughs> he's like, he was just talking about just down to earth. He'll just tell it like it is, man. He's good. But um, yeah, a lot of this stuff were just guys. And, you know, um, to me, the 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 um, playing field's gotten a lot more even. Like back in the day, you needed all this expensive shit to make good music. and And now it's a lot easier to kind of get to that level so a lot of these guys in their bedrooms are making music that sounds like it came from some million dollar studio because they're really good at it you know what i mean um but yeah it's down to earth just some guys in their home studios usually or their bedrooms or whatever you know it's a great segue into the next song it's not really at all it's not uh so let's get in <laughs> let's get into splash what I, ah, I don't know. Yeah. We're going to listen to Splash. That's my what I'm saying. Hi, this is Das Mortal, and you're listening to the Paradise Arcade. Splash, featuring Vic. What a great song. Thank you. It's, it's yeah. hot stuff. Vic, it's man. hot stuff. Take us through it. How did you get hooked up with Vic? Vic, so I've worked with Vic one other time. Um, I think that was start of 2020. We did a one-off single. And I just like, I just am a fan of him. He kind of um, started writing like kind of chill wave stuff like in this scene and has since transitioned into more of like a guitar driven. Um, I don't know how I, it's more indie electronic stuff, but I'm, I'm a huge fan of his music. I think he's really talented. Another French guy. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he, this was another one of those. I had an idea, sent it to him, sent it back. And it like completely threw the song through a loop. It was, you know, I wrote him. I was like, holy shit, you know, it was crazy. And um, yeah, it, he's, he's great. Everyone go check out his uh, music as well. B-I-Q. Check it out. Oh, V. I thought you said B I Q. I was like, what does that stand for? V I Q. Yeah, Vic. Vic. V I. I'm just being random. Yeah, V I Q. Just you know, whatever. Vic. Yeah, yeah, V I Q. He's uh, he's great, man. So this one was like pretty free flowing. I we didn't really go back and forth that much, and the master was really fast, and um, yeah, I'm I'm really happy with it. To me, it has a different uh quality than a lot of my other stuff because it has guitar and um and that in itself just adds a kind of a different feeling so do you feel like you're gonna learn how to play guitar to add more guitar to music now you know i play 
a little bit. I have a guitar right here, and I I can play. I took some lessons for a bit when I was a teenager, um, so I can get around, like play my chords and play my little muted palm note stuff if I want to. But um, but I'm more of a studio guy. Like I like to play my. I'm a I'm a studio musician where I could get on stage and play bass or maybe some drums and stuff. But in the studio is where I'm comfortable enough to actually like make mistakes, re-record, um, and you know, uh, so, so yeah, I, I record some guitar in here and I just like hotel pools to me, the music has never for me called for guitar. And, and like I said, guitar has a really distinctive quality and it really changes the sound of, of a, of a song. It, it, so I never wanted to add it because I was trying to go for a certain quality, but Vic just, he did a really good job. He kind of opened my eyes to it a bit. I was like, wow, that does work well. So. Yeah, what you could do with a guitar. There's, it will surprise there you. There are many things that you can do with a guitar. <laughs> you can play in a band called Wizard Infinity. Wait, what was it called again? <laughs> like oh, shit, Wizard Infinity. That's its next. <laughs> oh my god. You're in it. You're in it. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm, in, I'm down. Y'all just started a band together called Wizard Infinity. <laughs> you made that call. You're locked in. <laughs> I don't know what the sound is, but it's amazing. Whatever that sound is, I'm here for it. All right, we're done here. Yeah. <laughs> Off to make new songs. <laughs> Wizard Infinity Calls. Oh, man. It's endless. Yeah. I feel like Wizard Infinity is what a King Wizard and the Lizard Gizzard tried to accomplish with their name, but couldn't do it. Amateurs. Amateurs. Favorite band name ever that I saw on a road case, Dingleberry Dynasty. <laughs> Real band. Go go Google. Like I googled it, and there is an image I think of them like a press shot, and it is it is out of control. I'm pretty sure they were thong song. There were some thongs in there. Dingleberry Dynasty. Wow. I love that name. It's kind of like Nigel. Pepper cock, I think it is. <laughs> or like on the album, it had a sticker over some dude who was just like naked on a street. And like when you pull it off, this dude just like has a full on boner <laughs> in Reeboks and like high white socks. <laughs> what are you getting into? That's you don't want to know. Like, clearly. This is like this is like show. This is a different show. This is the after hour show. Kids go to sleep. We're going. We're moving on to some weird shit. So, I really hope there are no kids listening. That would be <laughs> oh shit! You never know. So how did I mean? Does the song come together pretty easily? Did it flow well? Yeah, this one was very like quick. I mean, I like I said, I wrote the idea. And I sent him a quick like video. Usually I'll do that. I'll like take a video on my phone. I, I probably Instagram messaged him. I was like, you want to take a shot at this? And, and yeah. And then he probably a few days later sent me back what he added. And then again, I went through and finished it up. And yeah, this one was again, pretty, there were really only a couple tracks on the record. One in particular that the mix took me a long time. Um, and I was never really, able to get it where I wanted to. And then I kind of was just like, at a certain point, I was like, you know what? It sounds good. I'm just going to go with it. 
most of these tracks were really pretty <laughs> but i still i did struggle though with it for a bit and i had to tell myself like okay am i gonna not put it on the album or am i gonna just Whoa. say it's good enough you know so and there was a strong reaction to the song from people that heard it so i had to kind of like get it to a place that i was like okay it's not my dream mix but it's good enough and people will understand where i'm going and they'll like it you know so fuck it is there fuck a it. thing like you know do you ex were you not expecting guitar to be in it were you open to that were you surprised by it um well this wasn't this this mix was easy this one was not hard but the guitar i guess i was a little surprised but i knew that sending it to him and hearing where he was taking his music um that that could be a possibility and it wasn't something that when i heard the mix he sent back with guitar i wasn't like whoa what the fuck you know it, it worked so i didn't question it i was like okay cool is that usually something that you don't expect? Like if you were like, Hey, I want to collaborate with you. And then you got something back with guitar. Mm -hmm. I suppose, would that be something that you weren't expecting at all? I mean, are you it, open to it? Do I like it? Is it good? Yes. I'm asking you, you sent it to me. Is it good or is it bad? I, I don't is it good or is it bad? <laughs> wow. That's what you're um, doing there. I think my thing is is like if it makes the song better and it works in the track and I enjoy it, then I try not to question whether I you know, it's like I think me being surprised would be me hearing something and being like surprise to me is like it isn't working because if it takes me out of the song to note it i'm like whoa what is that uh you know or maybe i'm like whoa that's fucking cool what is that usually it's more that kind of thing but um no i wasn't surprised i guess i was um pleasantly surprised mm. yeah there's a difference there <laughs> i'm a fan of being pleasantly surprised <laughs> So good, good. I like that. <laughs> yeah. No, this one was pretty. This one was pretty free flowing, and and Vic. Um, a lot of guys like if they're not, if they haven't been recording a while, or they're maybe more amateur into using software or whatever, you'll get stuff that might be way loud or way quiet or clipping or or maybe there's there are issues going on. But a lot of these guys, it's. Like Vic, he sends me back stuff that sounds great. I don't really have to do much, you know. Does it like open you like maybe I can have more guitars in the hotel? Place? Yeah, it did. Like that kind of surprise. Where when I hearing that, I was like, "Whoa, I need to experiment more and and maybe implement guitars." So yeah, he uh, he opened my eyes to the world of guitar. I saw the light. <laughs> I saw the light open up my um, eyes <laughs> but no i mean i'm i love i mean like pinback is one of my all-time favorite bands they're like i think they both play bass but i love just palmy guitar music like i like slow dive i like shoegaze music i like so i'm i'm kind of i'm all about i'm all about the instrument i just didn't feel like it fit into my world but but no he he kind of like made me question that a bit so i may try some, some more all right, are we ready to get into the next track? We are. 
We're going to listen to Bonfire. Uh, hey, what's up? This is Ghost, and you're listening to the Paradise Arcade. So, Decisive Koala, again, another one of your... I feel like this is almost like... Um, I'm three drinks in, so I, I'm forgetting. Scott Pil- Pilgrim, a little bit, like getting through the boyfriends, like we're getting into the, the, the collaboration. Seven deadly exes. Yeah, we're getting into the <laughs> six. The six <laughs> deadly exes. That's what I'm we're sure get- they're gonna love that that uh, that comparison. Um, seven I, little I, kisses. <laughs> how do I murder each of them? I don't have to kill them all. No, but you know what? Here's the thing: like defeat, defeat, defeat the, them. Defeat. Not murder. Not boyfriends. Exes. Right. It's a whole. It's a whole thing. Oh, that's right. Everyone wants right. to be compared to Scott Pilgrim. There's nothing wrong with that. I love Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, I mean, who fucking doesn't? But it's it's a fantastic track. How did this come about? This was, I think, the last track I added to the record, and it actually was like. Um, a very end edition because um he had hit me up chris had hit me up to work on something and this was one where he had an initial idea that he sent me um and then i added a bunch of shit to it and uh sent it back he added some some um synth lines to the to the middle section um but he was one of those guys that's like kind of maybe not new to the scene, but maybe not as well known and just puts out a lot of really great stuff. And um, I think part of me having some small amount of, uh, you know, like people that pay attention and listen to me, I want to also share other artists that I think need attention. So um, he's one of those guys that I just think more people should listen to and he he writes cool stuff so so yeah this was pretty chill it was pretty quick and um and yeah i just think the vibe i i had written a song a couple years ago called reflections and i really like how that track felt with the percussion and so i tried to kind of go for that vibe a little bit um with this song and uh yeah I really consistently appreciate the fact that like you bring other people in like, I like this person. They're cool. Let's do some shit. Now you put it on an album. And I think like, and it's not the usual suspects either. Right. And I, and honestly, like from what you did, I checked out other people. Like I discovered the people that you put on your shit. I'm like, I'm going to check them out now. Like, cause I, I don't know how like either one of you discover new music. It's well, it's either Kyle telling me you need to check this out or it's like, it's a label or a band and there's some sort of association. And then I go into whatever that is. And so the fact that you like, especially on this record, six collaborations, like I think that speaks volumes to your like quality, like stamp of approval of like, check these people out because they're cool shit go look at their shit synth mom synth mom synth dad that's me that's me you can uh michael keaton what did he play mr mom yeah (laughs) um but no i mean it's true i like i if i have any sort of like voice or am able to share what other people do then i'm gonna do that because i listen to these artists that are on my album i mean like 
Forhill, Decisive Koala, all the guys. Yupusin's another guy we'll get to later, Japanese artist that is super underrated, writes amazing shit. Um, and a lot of these guys, I just feel like need more attention. So if I can help a little bit, then great. And then we end up writing a cool track. So like, it's an, you know. It's a fucking win-win. Yeah. It's, it's a win-win as far as that goes. And I, I, I really like it. I, I think I appreciate it. Like from a moral standpoint, uh, selfishly, I like it because the cool shit that comes out for me to enjoy at the end of it. So like, yeah. it's like, you can't complain really. And I don't, and I, I, I only do the ones that I want to do. I mean, I do have to turn down stuff and I, you know, and it, and because that's just part of it. So it's not like I just do it to do it. I mean, I actually really do like these artists that I work with and I listen to them. And so, yeah. I get the impression for the fact that you include six people on a record that's going to be pressed into physical media that you actually like them. Like it's not, yeah. it's not just some yeah. passive bullshit you're, you're putting up. It's you actually are, you stand behind the product at the end of the day. Yep. And, you know, Stratford as well, like, you know, like I've explored some of the artists that are on that label because, you know, you and like, well, what else is there? And I always oh, found Stratford? That, yeah, Stratford, like, you know, like explore those other uh, the other artists, Memorex memories, so on. Like, you know, because like I, I found that to be true. I used to be in the metal and that's like if you were in the metal scene, you go to a metal label and you're like okay i i could probably like the bands that are on this label because yeah. you know what i mean like it's the same kind of thing metal blade what do you have to offer let me see <laughs> seriously i used to have a very good relationship with metal blade records they they treated me very well back in the day in another project in another life Once well andrew time. you know at stratford is like he's uh really um he just curates what he likes basically. And, the, and same with Dan at electronic gems. I mean, these guys are just basically putting out the music that they enjoy. There's no one telling them what to do or paying them to do it or there, you know what I mean? So that's the ultimate uh, thing to do. It's like the fucking it's perfection. Yeah. And, and I trust both. I, there are people that I trust their opinion, you know, because it's not like I listen to anybody tell me, go listen to some bullshit. I'm not going to, you know, it may not be good. It may be good. But when they tell me, I, I listen. And most of the stuff that Andrew puts out, it, are, it's music that I would play myself. So I'm just kind of like, that's what makes me excited and happy to be a part of, of everything there. That's what I like about the indie labels, because it's like, it feels like it's a voice. They're putting out stuff that they personally are like, I back this. It's not about stats it's not about one thing or another it's they like it they're passionate about it passion projects and then they release it yeah. and you're like okay i trust this voice doing yeah, what you, you want to do you, yeah and you can make a living i mean you don't have to sell a million albums to like no make a, you know um it's hard it's not easy to do this but it's possible and some people who have record labels just do it because they enjoy it and they aren't making money off of it. They're literally yeah. losing money. That's a, that's a thing that I would probably do. <laughs> I would lose money to You've do a literally thing done like it, that. But I am in the process of doing that right now with something else. But <laughs> I hear it. I feel that. Yeah. 
and I so I appreciate it. it it's really I I have a, a vote of confidence in this particular, you know, Stratford and these other guys that are doing the stuff. It's like I trust the voice behind it. It it does. It's not cynical. It's not. It's like yeah. this is some good stuff. Listen to it. Yeah. Well, and that's why I tell, you know, go listen to Decisive Koala. He's got some really great stuff out there already. All these guys have music available. So, um, and yeah, that's the end of side A. So side B is coming right up. So let's get into side B. Outro? Outro? Is that? Outro. Outro. I have a, I mean, the inspiration for that is kind of funny, but. Well, let's listen to track and then we'll talk about it. Hi, this is Ivan Castell, and you're listening to Paradise Arcade. Okay, outro, beginning of side B. So the, the, the title of that tune, let me just briefly tell you, is the, the name is inspired um, from a line in A Mighty Wind um, when they're talking. Have you guys seen that film? I have not. I have not. Sorry. Uh, end of interview. Cuts off right now. Side A, we're good to go. Side B, it's done. We're done. There is no side <laughs> there B. There is no side B. Um, yeah, it's a Christopher Guest movie, people that made Spinal Tap, great film. But in there, they're talking about being retro, and it's an old band trying to reunite. And he's like, well, if the everyone's dressed in retro now so we were really more kind of neutro and there was just something about the line that was really funny to me and i liked it so i called it neutro i mean that's fair that's a great that's a great throwback i love christopher guest films and i love um i love larry david uh like i love curb so i'll throw like little i'll throw little titles in there once in a while from stuff i like like that do people catch like pick up on it and like is this a thing that's referencing this thing? Uh, not really. I mean, you're too highbrow <laughs> for really. everyone, dude. Like you're too intellectual. Yeah, these titles. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna name one Schmohawk. That's one I've been waiting on. That's the the Larry David, um, the Larry David. Uh, that's probably oh. going to be the hottest heat ever. <laughs> <laughs> Can you yeah. just call it a record, Larry David? Oh, I'd love that. Well, you got the dude on Bandcamp uh, named George Costanza, or just Costanza, <laughs> and it's like Vaporwave, and it's like George's face. Oh, you know, of course it is. It's Vaporwave, of course. Meme style, you know, with whatever squiggly lines over it or something. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll always drop a Seinfeld reference, dude. Always, no matter what. I mean, as you should. But yeah, now I was like trying to write basically tropical. Um, I want it like there's a sample in there that's like an Amazon rainforest stab. It's like supposed to be kind of like a tropical um, kind of kind of vibe, and trying to I guess present the side B, um, you know tunes <laughs> i'm sorry i just thought of another story right now oh, my Jesus. ridiculous past i love when we're talking about amazon rainforest <laughs> so for some reason when i was a young kid my uncle asked me like what do you want to do 
And in my head at the time, as a young kid, I was like, in my head, the profession that I want to do is like, I want to be a gigolo in the Amazon <laughs> forest. <laughs> Fully knowing what that meant at the time, but like my older family, maybe not knowing that I knew what that meant, <laughs> but like having to think about what I thought that meant at the time. Right. And it's... that turned into a thing that like, I never heard the end of. Of course. So like, what is yeah. That? What do you, how did you know what that meant? What is a gigolo in the rainforest? Well, I know what a gigolo is because I have watched mainstream media. Indeed. But at the time that I was asked that, I was just like, the Amazon's fucking tight. Like, there's forests and rivers and, like, weird fish and shit down there. So it just became a combination of the two things. Like, this this interview has become something really special about, like, the fucked up things that happen in my head. So they were just two tight things that you put together yeah be like or it was either that or i wanted to be like a three card monty dealer in like a newer subway (laughs) when i was 13 or some shit like that and it's like pick a red get ahead pick a black (laughs) it'll set you back red get it oh shit i never cease to learn new things about you oh i'm a special kind of fucked up (laughs) (laughs) aren't we all Okay. Thanks for reminding me of that portion of my life. <laughs> I hey, I what did I say again? Amazon was that the trigger? Yeah, I feel like we're <laughs> real tight right now. <laughs> we got a special connection. I feel that I've I've triggered some stuff. Wow, it's a tsunami of memories and emotions and and feelings. <laughs> it's a bad. Emus and fucking Amazon, Amazon, Amazon gigolos. gigolos. Yeah, like who's my clientele? I don't know, <laughs> but I'm gonna serve them. <laughs> That's your slogan. Who's my clientele? Like, I'm, I'm here for you. You got the money. You get the honey. <laughs> wow, I feel like you thought this out a lot. You I just came up with that on the spot right now, and I thought it was it might have been lame. Hey, that's but... a good segue, and you guys know why that's a good segue. Look at the title of the next. Oh uh, yeah, honey. Oh shit! Wow, this, we're getting into good stuff. Let's roll. All right, let's get <laughs> let's get into the next song. Unless Ben, you've got some other profound thoughts to know i mean this was just like basically a a quick little um track that um i was trying to get a little funky and like a little tropical i wanted to be an amazonian gigolo so (laughs) basically the inspiration pretty much let's do it we got a job to do let's do this honey this is lucy in disguise and you're listening to paradise arcade so real quick the name honey H-U-N-N-Y. I hope I don't get sued. But that was inspired by Winnie the Pooh ride at Disneyland. Um, I was on that ride with my wife and kid. And at the very end, you get to where the honey, the honey is like, you get to these little layers of honey that unfold. And they were spelled weirdly. And one was spelled H-U-N-N-Y. And I loved that. And I just thought, first, I wanted to call an EP honey and have the cover be dripping honey. but Instead, I called the song "Honey." I mean, there's still opportunity. I can never keep track of land and world 
of which one is in which location land is um california okay yeah i can't keep track of land or world either (laughs) what is land and what is the world what is the world (laughs) i don't know but that ride is kind of trippy and there's like there's lots of jelly there's lots of honey there's poo lots of poo that's um out of context that's crazy (laughs) i like it it's crazy Um, yeah so uh really has nothing to do with the track but i knew i wanted to call something that so i felt like this song was kind of kind of felt like honey kind of had some smooth textures it definitely is smooth um yeah so this was like one that i wrote earlier on and i just really liked it i felt like it was for me it's one of my favorites on the album just because it has a very like i don't know smooth have i said that yet smooth has a smooth quality smooth like honey (laughs) like honey not like butter but like honey no butter will weigh you down honey will lift you up yeah see that's a very good clarification one's got salt one's got sugar won't yeah. bring you down, won't bring you up. I don't know what I'm talking about here. Sorry. That was fucking stupid. <laughs> your, your accent, it really got, it was like you were, you were eating honey. Let me get some more honey. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it's another solid track. Oh, oof. I'm sorry. I'm turning this into a horrible, horrible thing. <laughs> I'm making more work for you, Eric. Sorry. You're going to have to edit that out. I'm not going to. All right. What What else about the track? I mean, it's so good. I mean, from, I think from our standpoint, the listener getting into it, it's like, it's just, it's another really solid track. It's another, like, it makes, what you're saying makes sense. With the, the inspiration of what you hear, it makes sense. Um I mean, it was one of those things that just, it came, it was another track that just came together and you kind of like, here it is. I'm not... Yeah. I was like messing around with these changes, these chords. And I think I had had an idea that I had saved a while ago that were just those chords. And then, um, and then I started to just build it out on, um, uh, I think I use the Moog a lot and I use my profit six for the lead parts. Um, and uh yeah this was not one that was like gave me a hard time this one was pretty pretty easy to mix and um the middle section i spent some time with because i don't know i often like to drop my songs down to this like you know little bridge chill place and then come back and that section i had to work on a bit to make it feel interesting enough um because you know it's like anything there are layers to like writing music and producing and different skills that you learn as you go and one of those is how to make things sound interesting even when there's a lull or there's a break or if you've got a loop that's been going how to you know add some automation or add some something to keep it interesting um and that's like kind of what i what i'm always trying to add to my music the little um ornamentation or the bells and whistles that help make it sound different than everyone else or what other people are writing so you just dropped some real hardware normally when you do your work 
How often do you use physical hard fi- physical hardware <laughs> or digital hardware? Um, I'd say it's probably 60, 40, um, analog to digital. So I'd say like this record is probably even more like 70, 30 analog. Um, but, um, you know, uh, fall was predominantly digital, uh, constant was a bit more analog. I had, I had a profit and I had a Korg mini log that I was messing with during that record. Um, but I don't really like, again, I don't, I don't kind of play by that whole theory that analog is better necessarily. Like it, it gives you a different flavor and can sound really great, but there are some great sounding VSTs, um, and emulations that I use all the time. I mean, um, there's a $50 plugin, uh, Tal Juno plugin that I know everyone knows about, but it's like, it's on every song I make. I mean, it's a, $50 Juno emulation that sounds great. Um, And I have owned a Juno and I use the plugin. So, I mean, for me, it's like whatever's going to one in the moment, I don't want to have to stop and do a bunch of shit. Like if I'm feeling something, I want to keep creating. So if I have to like unplug and do all kinds of stuff, part of that takes me out of the music. So having your studio set up well and and set up to be able to work is important. Um, but I think I just go into it trying to find the best sound for the song. So if something works well on the profit, I'll use it. But if I, if I can, um, uh, if I think the, you know, serum is going to work better or diva is another one I use a lot, then I'll just go for one of those. And they're honestly, sometimes they're easier to use. So. It's a great answer. I, I, I think basically is whatever works for you in the moment you just do i don't think we've talked to anyone who's been like i will only use this or i will only use that everyone embraces everything yeah yeah and i think there's this huge thing about analog is only you know like analog is it analog but and i'm not of course like i love analog synthesizers and equipment but you can do a lot with very little. I mean, it, it's none of it is really necessary. It's just gonna give you maybe a little bit of an edge, but it's you know, it, it can be done with like nothing. You don't need really anything, you know. Um, but for me, it helps inspire me. It helps get me out of my head. I can play around with a new instrument, and it'll help me be creative and try things I I don't usually try. I mean, for this record, the Moog, the Matriarch was pretty profound i mean it's just a really amazing instrument and um yeah i mean i'll never sell it it's one of those pieces that i just i I feel like it's just such a great it's it's a modern classic if you will i like that i you know and it's an interesting thing because there are people that are very much analog analog only i you know get into these discussions with, with gear freaks where you know they're like i don't like people that only do computer stuff and i'm like well what's the difference if they make music and you like the music you like the music at the end of the day whether or not they had a room full of synthesizers to make it work what's the who cares like i know that there's a certain level of skill and midi and all that shit that like it's a lot of work and effort but it almost seems like a hindrance at some point 
Just I would I would really love to break it to someone. Be like, hey, do you like this artist's work? Like, do you like this album? Well, guess what? That was all VST. <laughs> Did you know that? And then like just, just ruin, ruin them. Their life. <laughs> yeah, ruin their life. No, I think there's a lot of like even in the production world in general, it's a lot of like, what do you have and how much did you spend and how much gear do you have and all that. And, you know, um, I come from, you know, I worked on a cracked version of reason for like many years. I mean, I, Me you know, it, like, <laughs> I only used fruity loops for the last yeah, 20 I mean, years. But like, that's what everyone uses now. FS or what fl studio right yeah it's like what all the all the kids use well they've classed um, up the name on it okay yeah fl studio fl studio you got to make it pro i'm an old man so i use logic um but i write in reason a lot too reason is a really great program and i'll always reason. shout them out but yeah um, yeah i forgot what we were saying it's not important <laughs> but it is important it doesn't matter what gear you use yeah. Exactly. It 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 really doesn't at the end of the day, but I will say that analog synths sound amazing and they do sound different. Um so I'm not going to pretend like there isn't something to that. I just, you know, I don't think it's like a make or break type thing. I agree. I think you what's the point of a synthesizer? It's to create new sounds, to create different textures and things. You're doing that with a VST. It might not it might not replicate the exact hardware of the physical thing, but you're still in essence doing the thing that I was meant to do in the first place. You're creating. You're just right. Yeah, you're you're creating. It's just not necessarily there aren't a bunch of circuits and and um, soundboards in there creating those tones, which are going to be different every time you play a note because it's not a computer. So that's what makes analog gear sound cool to me. It's kind of got that human quality in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What else do we have to say about honey? Drip drop. <laughs> <laughs> Mariah Carey. The greatest segue ever. Well, let's roll into the next track, which is uh, Coco featuring Forehill. Hey, this is Anthony Scott Burns, a.k.a. Pilot Priest, and you're listening to Paradise Arcade. So, that was Coco featuring Forehill. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. That was a tune that Forehill posted this little snippet of an idea on Twitter a, lo- a while ago. This might have been like a year ago. Um, it was just what we call in the biz a whip yeah work in progress um and i wrote him i was like dude that's cool it had like this funky kind of it was just a basic little thing and it had a cool very cool funky vibe to it that i'm not used to hearing from him and i wrote him i was like what are you doing with that and he was like uh nothing i can't you know i'm like stuck on it or something and i was like send it to me so he sent it to me and i did my thing and sent it back and he did his thing and like that and here we are coco on on the album that's being pressed in the oh, vinyl man. so what a great little like here's a little thing i'm gonna put on twitter and then it turns into a real life thing who contacted who first i contact so i heard his snippet and i contacted him first on this one 
Yeah. Um, but I've worked with Four Hill before. We did a track for um, a Stratford secret selection. That's like compilations that they put out. Um, so we had done a song before and I'm a big fan of his music. And yeah, I mean, it was pretty, and again, it was pretty, this one was pretty, pretty easy. Um, and I was kind of going for like a funky, uh, this one really had that pool part. Like in my mind, I pictured like some, some late night, like, you know, 20 somethings having a party and um, actually not 20 somethings. When would, when would parents be gone when you could like use like 16, 18? Teenage. I, I would imagine in my head, I never had that opportunity, but I think it would be <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Either so, that, or I think of like, um, the movie, like uh, Christmas Vacation. Oh, uh, where he's looking out the window. Yes, yes, that's even better. And that I kind like of that thing. Better. You're like cousin Eddie, like throwing the towel around and then throwing it, <laughs> yeah. in, like whipping it around and throwing it into the pool, like something <laughs> fucked up like that. That was good. Yeah, um, I think Forhill had written me because i had posted a snippet of the tune with vic when i was working on it and he wanted to do something like a lot of these tunes were get kind of a little funkier for stuff that i do and i think um it was something that he was interested in doing and yeah it just worked out so um yeah you gotta love it when the collaborations are just like Here's the thing. Do you like it? Yes. I feel like everything so far that you've done has just been so organic. It's just been like, we just got together and boom, here it was. And it was perfect in the end. I mean, I feel like I feel like I sound like a douche. Like, I'm not trying to sound like there's not work that goes into it, but I just mean that I guess I, I, it's, there's nothing painstaking about this stuff. Like I, you know. Yeah. And that's what I get out of it. It's just like, we worked well together and it was perfect. And this is the end result. And like, here it is on the album fucking enjoy yeah. it right and also Pretty it's much. not yeah you're not reaching out to some other artist that is in a completely different realm right you're not reaching out to a thrash metal artist like let's work on a track together like it, yeah. there's a correlation between you and the other artists that are working where there's a uh, whatever you want to call it a wavelength connection where it, it it's easier to connect with that artist and what they're doing even though they yeah, might usually there's like a mutual kind of um we listen to each other we know about each other or you know um we've worked together before but like on this record um decisive koala and the next track uh cherry both of those were new collaborations that i had not worked with either of those guys and you know they were both great to work with interesting the name titles of some of the tracks because like honey cherry like there's a, I think a very, Food. like, of time sort of like feeling of that when like, I, did you ever call anything like cherry? Like something was described as cherry or as a ripe or as like. I never use that. But you're aware of the term. But as a person who drinks a lot of alcohol right now, <laughs> I feel that these things relate to each other because like honey, good whiskeys have kind of a honey flavor to them. Indeed. Uh, cherry, something like that. That's what you put in a Manhattan or a similar cocktail. Old fashioned. Old fashioned. If you're old fashioned, indeed. I feel like the uh, Manhattan is a little bit cooler. 
Whoa. Really? 100%. But that's just me. Yeah. Thinking of my weird thing. Which one's got the orange rind in it? Fashion. Old fashioned, yeah. Okay, I, I, yeah. The way that I think of it is like an old fashioned tastes more like Christmas would taste. Uh, yeah, yeah. If that makes sense to people. And and a, what's the other one? And Man- a Manhattan tastes a little more upscale, <laughs> cooler, <laughs> sexier. Oh, sexier, definitely. It's like sultry. So, uh, ooh, a little, oh yeah, a little more, uh, a little more sultry. It, uh, honestly, like for me, summertime is more Manhattan. Wintertime is more old fashioned. But ooh, if you want to get real technical, we're both fucked up for drinking brown liquor in summer. For sure, but that's. I just give me a white rush. I milk all summer long. You are real (laughs) fucked up. (laughs) And according to some people, like, give me, yeah, give me a white Russian in the heat of summer when it's 100 degrees. Let's curdle this shit right now. Oh, we've all got our own tastes. I mean, basically, is what it comes down to. And the thing is, embrace it. Be you. Do the things you like to do and don't let other people dissuade you from the shit you like. That's right do it anything else about uh coco before i move on to the next track um coco i like chocolate fuck yeah um i'm a big chocolate fan too sometimes i eat so much and i usually don't do caffeine coffee anything like that that when i eat enough chocolate that really gets me fucking amped up If you can even imagine that, which I I bet you can't. Well, I've seen you pretty drunk. It's this is totally different. (laughs) Yeah, Coco. um, No, not much. Go listen to Four Hill. He's good. And um, yeah, all these titles. I think I named all these. I think these were all different. I'm a fan of the one word title. I don't know if you guys have caught on to that. But all my songs are pretty much one word um and this one yeah i just like um felt tasted sweet like cocoa so i like it that's a great that's a great uh, explanation i don't think you need anything else i can get down on the not long title names too yeah so let's uh, speaking of not long title names let's get into cherry shall we we shall Hi, this is Pownerd and you're listening to the Paradise Arcade. Cherry. Let's oh, Cherry. Let's Cherry is my buddy Yukusen, who is an amazingly talented uh, producer from Japan. And um, I reached out to him. I, I think I like found him on SoundCloud. It was like one of those random, like I literally stumbled upon his music. And... Um, I actually sent a song to Dan at Electronic Gems, which I don't usually do, but I liked this song so much. I sent it to Dan. I was like, dude, you got to check this guy out. He's really good. And he ended up posting a song on Electronic Gems, which was cool. Um, and then I asked him if he wanted to work with me. And he he had one of those things where he was like, I've never worked with anyone before. I'm nervous. I don't know if, you know, if I'd be good at it. Da, da, da. And it was great. And, you know, he his English isn't isn't amazing but when we talk he's just like so down to earth he's so thank you like i can't believe like we're working together and i can't believe you know it's just like so cool to 
work with people like that that are just like so genuine you know what i mean it's it's cool it's, it's totally a matter of finding the right people to work with which obviously throughout this whole album that's all you've been doing is finding the right people to work with trying i mean you can just you know do your best but um but he's one of those guys that is severely underrated i mean he should have way more people listening to him so i would encourage everyone to go check him out but um yeah i mean he had sent me the initial idea he uses 100 percent analog so he's got all these old synths and um i think he has a grandmother which is the smaller version of the matriarch which he used on this tune a bit and um and yeah he sent it over and i kind of redid some stuff and he was just like all oh, he loved it and yeah it was fun how i mean that's got to be such a pain in the ass like you're using all analog stuff so which means you're recording and you're you're putting all this stuff together and then sending it over like in a DAW, like electronic, it's it's a lot easier to do. Like I just I can't imagine well, that. Well you're 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 all it is is you're you're um what MIDI allows you to do is to constantly change things, right? So like if you record a line with MIDI and you come back the next day and you don't like it, you can scroll sounds, change sounds, the notes are still there. So the, 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 um, the pattern will be there. But with analog, you have to make a decision in that moment, because you're recording the audio. So for me, that's a good thing. I don't want to endlessly tweak because I'll fucking do it forever. So I want to make a decision in that moment, when I'm creating and say like, okay, this is it. Like when I record a synth line and I'm tweaking the filter or the envelope, that's all being recorded and that can't be changed. So that's a final decision. And I like that personally. So that is something that I think people don't think about when they work with analog versus digital or versus MIDI is that, you know, that's it when you record and when you record audio, you know. It is what it is. I can appreciate that finality. Yeah, like boom, I love that. this. This is it. I like having. De- yeah. I like having options taken away from me. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Like I don't want to make decisions. This is it. This is what it is. Just I type this final the night before it's due. <laughs> I'm not doing anymore. That's it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> bring it back. It's exactly that. So, um, I think some guys like to endlessly tweak and to like come back and do it again or whatever. But for me. Over the years, I've found that that can be detrimental sometimes, and that you can end up really digging yourself a hole. So, I agree. I think, I think infinite options is infinite lament. Sometimes, like you just dig yourself a hole. Oh, that sounds like every aspect of my life. I know infinite lament. That's why I looked directly at you when I said it. Infinite wizard. I've been waiting. (laughs) Yes. Uh, you know, and, and so I appreciate it. I like the fact that it's like, here's the thing, we're sticking with it, and this is a, it becomes less a, something that you, like, tweak on forever, and, like, this is a moment in time. It and is that's what, what it I is. love, because that's what it is. Like, when you're writing that tune, it is. It's a moment in time. I love when I hear guys, and I do this too, but they'll be like, man, I wish I could change that now, or I wish I could fix that. And I'm like, no, that's 
was meant that's what it was because that's what you were doing then you know what i mean like yeah all those things are part of that so if we could endlessly in life go back and fix everything we would be fuck it wouldn't you know what i mean we would be like nothing it would be there'd be nothing there there'd be nothing yeah, yeah so you know i appreciate that about music and and i like the fact that things are of their time and here's the human element yeah here's the human element yeah. i really appreciate that and i just was having a talk with my buddy zane alexander who's another great producer to go a uh, musician to go check out but he he had bought some analog equipment recently and i was trying to get his mind there to where it's like but wait I, like but then i can't change i was like yeah dude like that's it make that decision and embrace just run this it. shit <laughs> embrace em it yeah embrace it just let it be yeah. and i love that oh man i i really like that idea i yeah. really like that i feel like there's in a, there's really that embracing on this album it's and it's really all hotel pools maybe stuff it's really it's a moment in time you have the final product you could listen to it obviously but it is of its mind headscape whatever and i i like that i really it's in the moment that's for it's sure. in the I moment i love that it. aspect of it it yeah. feels it comes across that way and that it, that's not to say it's amateur that's not what i'm saying well people who because i think there's some people who like go well if you don't edit if you don't refine if you don't go back and change it then is it well produced right people oh, think that Back that, in the day. that sounds like a rabbit hole you will never get out of but some, some people do it that's why nine inch nails took six years to write an album right like that that's a th it's a is that really the reason <laughs> well drugs <laughs> yeah, drugs is really the thing but it's still that obsession over and I, i've talked about the story before probably uh with the police like sting talks about like his sort of like disdain for early police recordings. Cause he's like, well, I know so much more now. If I knew what I knew, he knows then... more about tantric sex now than anything else. So I would disregard right. any but, of that. But you know, like he wants to go back and rewrite all the police records. We're like, it's a moment in time. Those records, those songs are perfect in that time, in that moment. Yeah. Don't Who, mess with it. Don't fuck and with only them. He hears that shit. Like, like no one else cares. Like, that's the thing. Musicians, the people creating this stuff are often the ones that will have an issue or want to tweak this one thing. And it's really for your own personal reasons. There's no one out in the world is like, man, Sting, if you could have tracked that bass with a high. I mean, who gives a shit? This stuff sounds <laughs> exactly. good. Exactly. You know? Exactly my yeah. point. And yeah. that's what I, I like. He gives a shit. That's what stops his tantric sex. Right now. <laughs> It's like, I got to stop. I just remembered this one thing that I wish I could have done. And that brings me to a point where I'm just like, oh, boy. Never mind. <laughs> that's what gets me going. Tantric style is him thinking of stuff like that. But yeah, I find you. You Poussin is is severely uh, underrated. So I would I would. I would tell everyone to go check him out. And that's what I'll, yeah, and I like uh, on this record so much features and you're passionate about like this person's really cool. Check him out. You're a good hype man. Yeah. Hey, that I I could have been 
I wanted to be um, I wanted to be the hype man for Heavy D back in the day because like oh, I man. felt like I could really mm-hmm. like control the stage. But yeah, that was he sadly passed away. Heavy yeah. D was my dude. I could have been a number one hype man back, you know, in the nineties. I was like what six? I could have killed it though. You you could still be bring it to a new audience. Yeah. But who am I hyping now? Like who's who's current? I don't. You, know. you don't have to do who's current. You could continue to do heavy D. <laughs> True. <laughs> just just me hyping, hyping heavy D, and he's not up there. Like I'm gonna always hype Timbaland as a producer. Uh. Like here's this person. He's not dead, but I'll still always hype. Be like this guy, in my opinion, is a genius. So I'm always going to hype this person. Well, maybe when you start the Wizard Infinity, I could just hype in there and I'll just be the hype guy. Okay. To be continued. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get together on this later. Yeah. Well, you guys will hash this out. You'll get it figured out. I'm excited about this project. You're locked into it. Sorry. I'm already (laughs) thinking of how to shorten the name into like a cool Wiz. Wiz and Finn. Wizzy Finn. Wizzy Finn. Oh, my God. Look at that. It's like, already evolved. Yeah, how would the Japanese do it? Like, whiffin. I don't know. <laughs> whiffin, that's good. And big nose on the cover. Whiffin. Look how this has changed along the way. Oh my it's god, this taken... is a journey. Yeah. So, well, speaking of journey, let's get into the next journey. Next song. Where are we at here? We're right. getting 16-bit. We're getting into the Genesis. Because <laughs> uh, the Genesis does what the Nintendo don't. Yeah. This is the Motion Epic, and you're listening to the Paradise Arcade. All right. Genesis. Man, this, it's such, I'm excited for people to hear it, to experience it. It's a different side, a different shade of hotel pools, moodier as as you say, Ben, not uh, too far removed, not too far removed, but just like, I love all like in this album, there's all these little, like three degrees this way, two degrees that way. And we were exploring different facets. It all sounds like hotel pools, but it's like, I don't know that, that the vocal stabs and those elements that you're adding the low end with this song. is like, ah, oh, so good. That's cool. Thank you. I like that con like the three degrees too, because that's kind of how I look at it. I'm I'm um conscious of of like the the sound that I've established up to this point. And so I'm I'm not trying to like stay confined, but I also um want to, you know, I'm not gonna like take a crazy U-turn and go, you know, a completely different direction, but I'm also trying to challenge myself and not do the same thing over and over. So, um, so I think that's, that's, you kind of hit it on the head. I'm, I'm constantly trying to tweak things maybe a little bit and add a different element here or do something else to bring people along, but allow myself to have more room to try things. You know what I mean? And it's very successful in this track. We were just talking earlier. I want a whole EP of like this mood, whatever this mood through line of this mood is big mood big mood it's big mood (laughs) i like that i i mean that's i'll probably end up going this direction a bit after this um 
just because of the the vibe of this record was like kind of summery and I'm feeling like being sad again so I'll probably head there but no I mean this one I, I to me I was telling you during the, the the little break that this is probably my favorite track on the album right now just because it it does really kind of um it it brings back some of the older style but also like you said adds and tweaks on things a little bit um and I just felt like yeah I I enjoyed the the um the way this track made me feel when I was playing it back I was like wow this is this was one of those moments where even me I was like ah, this is actually like hearing this when you when you played it back and like in its completion like god I'm fucking good <laughs> like, uh, I don't have the. I'll, yeah, I'll, do you have those moments? Wife, sometimes I'll be like, "I'm good, right?" She'd be like, "Yeah, you're good." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fucking good, aren't I?" She'd be like, "Yeah, you're good. I'm fucking good. But, Tell me I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Tell me I'm good." Um, no, but I, like I said earlier, I'm not the most confident. I mean, I, I'm. I know I'm not shit. I know I write. Me, you know, I've been doing this a while, and I know that I'm skilled. But I'm not that guy that's like, you know, think my shit don't. I'm. I'm just not that guy. So um it, it does feel good to have people like you tell me that i'm good and it makes me feel good and thank you so much and i love the way your hair looks both of you <laughs> thanks the hair looks beautiful it's it, yeah, the people <laughs> listening can't see that but just imagine that like we're really cool all three of us yeah yeah because we yeah, are we're all cool yeah we're we're all cool we all have facial hair that's what we we yeah. share that i f- i feel like that's an an old boy thing right now though too been an old boy thing for like, a while like we're all old boys and that's a thing that we have just old hair <laughs> you might not be an old boy you're probably 10 years younger than us i don't even know don't even fucking get me started dude ah. how old are you guys <laughs> and the precipice of 40 <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm about to be 40 are you yeah wow, you look good man hmm, thank you yeah me too you're about to be 42? Yeah. I'm only like a year behind him. Wow. Yeah. Old boys. And you know, like when you drink, it helps. It pickles you. <laughs> well, I'm not too much younger than you guys. I'm right there. Yeah. What is right there? Clarify. Quantify this, please. Yeah. I am 38. Okay. So that's yeah, like, a good boy. Yeah. It's, you know. 30 39 38 37 okay yeah man i'm not i'm not you know i'm not uh i've been doing this for a minute so like this is i'm not uh just kind of starting out that's why i think it's easy for me to like try to give some advice to some of these younger guys that are have questions or um because i've kind of gone through the business in different ways and gotten to the point i'm at now where I own my music. I do it myself. I don't answer to anyone else. And that's what I kind of always dreamed of having. So I like to be able to impart anything I can to some of these younger guys that are getting involved in licensing or labels or whatever. Um, you know, so yeah, I'm the daddy. I'm ho- I'm, I'm daddy pools. <laughs> daddy pools. Wait for this to drop. DP. <laughs> DP. <laughs> DP for life. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and I do appreciate that because there's a lot of like pitfalls and things like I think when you're an artist and you're I think when you make music and you put it out there, there's a sense of like you want. 
I don't know if it's acceptance or validation or whatever it is. And, and it's easy to get suckered into, let me steal the rights for all your shit, not pay you anything for it. And then you should be thankful for the opportunity for me to do this. There's a lot of predatory things out there. And I've, and I've heard the story pretty consistently from other producers that are, that are pretty well established. And it's kind of horrifying to hear like a major label, basically taking them for a whole album worth of material that they, oh, yeah. they, I, I they're, mean, it happens all the time. I mean, we, you know, I was in a project that we were held up for like 10 years with this label that um, it was just a, like kind of a nightmare. I mean, there were some good opportunities for us in, in some ways, but the majority of it is just them trying to make money. That's it. So the music is not number one, it's money. So, when that's the driving force, you're never going to really create the best art, you know? Um, and, and, and for me, I like to share too, that I'm not 22. I, my success as a, as a artist came at 36 and I had been signed to a label in my twenties, dropped in my early thirties, thought I was going to quit music, had really no money, um, and I was like, what did I just waste my life doing? And then I started this. So it doesn't mean that that is going to happen for everyone. But back in the day, there was this, you know, you had, it's a young person's industry and it's really not the case. And I just want to like tell anyone out there that's writing cool music that thinks they're too old to do it. They're not. And, um, and yeah, just do it. Just fucking do it. That's what I tell, you know, I told you in the last interview, just do it and don't sign shit. Those are my yeah. two rules. I agree. I think, you know, the, the, you might not, as an artist, you might not create the next hit, but if you're, if you're confident in yourself and your vision of what you want to do and you just push through, you'll, you'll hit some stuff. Realize that you're not necessarily, because I think the thing is, is like when you talk about major artists, it's a false narrative that it's like some aspiring artist that was discovered on the street and they were just uh, the strength of their charisma and their songwriting talent got them to where they're at. It's a whole machine behind them. It's a whole product. Yeah. It's millions that's... of dollars to develop an artist to get to the point where they're, and, and that's all bought radio stations. I think all the radio stations are owned by four record companies. I think is what it is. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And so that's a false narrative that you hear on the radio. What you hear on the radio is not like the hottest thing that's come up because some the strength of some talent. There is talent. I'm not saying that that's not true, but there's big money involved. There's big, big money big involved money. to push yeah. certain agendas and things through, and it's not really that's not where the talent and the again I'm sorry it's not exclusively true. There's plenty of talent. In the top echelon of stuff, but that's not the through line of most people. You could, you, but you can make a living being a s smaller artist. Got to hustle, but you can do it. Yeah, but I'd I'd rather make, um, I'd rather own my music and make less money than have to deal with the shit I dealt with when I was working with labels and all that stuff. There's too many posers and people that want to be creative people in that world all they do is tell you what they think you should do or how you should write it or what you should change 
but they're not fucking talented. They're not creative people. They're wearing suits and they have money and they want to pretend like they're creative, right? Like, like, I'm a vampire. If I tell and him, suck the life what? out of this shit. Yeah. What's that? They're a vampire. Like, I'm a vampire and I'm going to suck the life out of this shit. Pretty much. I mean, when you sign a deal as an indie artist, you sign a 360 deal. It means they take part of every single thing you do. I mean, they own your master recordings forever. It's just bull. I mean, artists are brainwashed in the in the world we live in to think that you have to go down a certain path. You have to you have to get signed young. You have to make, you know, certain amount of albums for a certain amount of years. It's all bullshit. It's all what they want you to think. So you fall in line. But really, when you push that limit is when you'll be successful. Um, the majority of those, like like you said, the majority of those pop artists are tons of money's funneled funneled into them. And when they are uh, uh, like a talent that breaks on their own, it's like winning the lottery. It doesn't yeah. happen often. So you know, and it's it. There's again, it's a lot of like, um, even before they get into the re- industry, the, you think about like the time and energy it takes to make music, to have to have a forty hour job a week job and do all these other things and live life just leave a lot of room. So a lot of these people come from money. They come from yeah. connected parents or wealthy yeah. people where they like don't the have bedroom to... pop projects that where the father was like a billionaire, but she's a bedroom pop project with no, you know, it's like that. Kind I, of thing. These people don't dedicate their time to being fucking miserable each day. <laughs> <laughs> like you <You're> and me. <laughs> so there's that. That's too. a very important part of this whole thing yes. is being miserable. You, ha- you yeah. have to. You have to let the real world crush your soul at least 14 hours of the yeah, day. Yeah, that ain't happening then you're, you're privileged. You're- Sorry. <laughs> And I, I just think that's it's an interesting it's a thing that I think about and I it 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 does bias me a bit and I try to be good about it. Cause Dave Chappelle makes a, a comment about like Drake. He says, I don't care what what went into the sausage, I like the sausage. And at the end of the day, it's good. So I don't give a shit what went into it. In regards to like having songwriters and producers and all the stuff that goes into it. Okay. So I try to like balance that like well if it's good it's good do i really care it's a balance it's a struggle that i have i appreciate like that's why i'm in the scene that's why i really appreciate indie electronic artists um because i know where it comes from and i know that it's sincere most of the time um but i i really try to not be a cynical old man too much yeah. Got a look off camera. Wow. That yeah. look was more toward like if I was looking in a mirror, that look was more towards <laughs> me. Like, oh, what? oh shit. Anyways, this song, Genesis, it's hot. That's the point. Take I feel away. Like, I like it. Take away. Here's the thing. I feel like this song will be played in a club somewhere and it's gonna set like someone's gonna fuck tonight. Dude, yes. How about some strippers, like 30 strippers? Like this gets it there. Like thirteen to fifteen years ago, there used to be a a club, a bar in oh. Minneapolis here mm-hmm. called the Miami Club. Uh huh. And Ooh, in I... this place, there used to be rotary phones on each table in the place. And up high, there used to be numbers you could call people at other tables 
in this oh, place. Wow. Like this place was like wave, whatever you want to put in front of that before anything else was. Oh, it was crazy. Like I want to call other tables and be like, yo, what's up? <laughs> I hate my life. How about you? You, well, you like the song? It's a really great song. Uh, how's that going? That's the point. That's a wow. That's a diatribe in a in a tangent way off to the side. <laughs> I do that. <clears throat> point being, there's a lot of passion. I think you have every right to be like, I really like this song, because it's really great. And again, I imagine it like in a lot of different scenarios, sexy scenarios. And yeah, this has just got some sexy, sultry, some 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 like tender moments. Mm. You know what I mean in this song. Some Turkish delight, if you will. Oh wow, mm. indeed. And I that... always liked that combo of word. I don't. This is so off point. But <laughs> doesn't that sound? Doesn't that sound delicious though to you? Turkish it, delight. It does. Oh my God, I'm no wild. matter if it's food or carnal pleasures, <laughs> whatever. whatever it may be, like give them to me. And preferably both at once random, <laughs> random fact for you swedish fish are made in turkey it only makes sense so i mean thank you for that it td yeah turkey's delight <laughs> swedish fish <laughs> sw <laughs> sf <laughs> td mm. now you're you're stretching for some stuff give it to me emus on that we should get to the next track so it's Polaris featuring Echosoft this is Com Trues and you are listening to the Paradise Arcade so Polaris featuring Echosoft another solid track Uh, I think I'm I'm sensing a little more low end on this as well, but peeking through like more prominent. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like I was telling you, I I really do concentrate a lot on my low end, so I feel like um, maybe in the genre in general, it's lacking a little. I like to, you know, I come from a hip hop background when I was first starting out. That's the music I was making, so um, you know, I want that shit to hit in a in a truck. You know what I mean? So I don't want my kick and bass to be all pussy and, and <laughs> so you reached that um, point of the interview. So, uh, so yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm often really concentrating a lot on the low end and trying to make sure it sits right and, and feels nice. And yeah, that tune was a song I put out with echo soft last year. And um, I felt like it, it fit, the vibe for the end of the record like after genesis going into that it just like it had a nice kind of flow and another guy that i would love people to go check out underrated um and he's actually a really great um uh how would you he edited uh the video i did with windows 96 and he edited and made the video for oceanside that'll be out next week so he's also like a great film editor creative videographer person person of many talents yeah yes person many talents so yeah it's a great track and i'm happy it's on the record um it really does complement the last track so like it makes sense 
Um, and I think overall the album, like it's got a great flow to it. And I think that's what I've always enjoyed about hotel pools records is that I think you're very conscious of how music moves and how like, it's almost like a movie. You know what I mean? Like you've got a beginning, middle and end. There's a narrative uh, emotionally or whatever. I sonically, whatever, however you want to put it And it. It always makes sense. Like you could put the record on, listen to it, start to finish. And it feels like a whole experience, the complete package. Mm -hmm. How much thought went into, uh, you know, which track was going to be where on the album? Um, I did spend a bit of time on that. That was like closer to the end. Um, usually I'll, I'll try to figure out where things sound best. Um, so I, I changed things around a bit. I kind of knew I wanted to start with vacation and end with crush. So then I had to kind of fill in between. Um, and uh, yeah, it's like, it, it's, it's a thing like you said, like if I notice it, then it's probably not right. If it flows and, and I don't really notice any sort of um, differentiation within the moods of the songs, then it feels better to me if I can like put it on and it flows and I, it doesn't take me out of the music. It's like, whoa, why was that song after that? You know, so. Um, I appreciate that because, you know, most things are like, it's these three songs together and they have yeah. no relation to each other. It's just a single and then two fillers or two singles or whatever. And there it is. And so the fact that it's a whole experience, that's what I love. I love about this scene and, and you know, where we're at. There's just a conscious effort to be like, how is this going to sound on vinyl? Yeah. Not to say that that's the only way this is going to be consumed. No, obviously, but it's a, it's a factor. No, I'm, I'm thinking about that and how it's going to sound on a record and the spacing and, um, the in between, um, on still, I spent more time writing actual short pieces in between songs like trying to actually connect them this one i felt like it just flowed and i didn't really need to try to add any sort of interlude and stuff i just kind of let it do its thing um but uh but yeah i mean uh in general it, it's not something i i go crazy over it's like i said if 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 i put the record on and, and it flows well then i'll kind of let it be i love that sounds good let's move on that's it. Like, I think that's a really good way to be. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> what else do we have to say about this track? Um, not much. I think uh, I was it. just one of those songs that I was happy to get on the record because I'm, I'm glad it can be out on vinyl. It was a tune that we put out last year and it was only on digital. So, um, I felt like it, yeah, it, it, it fit in well, and, and I'm happy that it's like going to be consumed that way. So let's move on to the final track, the penultimate, the closing track, Crush. This is Android Automatic, and you're listening to the Paradise Arcade. All right, the last track, Crush. What a fantastic way to end the record. And um, I think the as we're talking about, it's the back half of the album becomes more moody. 
and um, I, I really enjoy that tonal shift for you. You do it really well in your own way. Talk about Crush. Um, yeah, this was like, I think this might have been the first song I wrote for the record. Um, and it was right after I got my Moog Matriarch, which I talked about earlier. So I was trying to experiment with it and I hadn't used it before. So, you know, I'm not like a manual guy. I just kind of like to twist knobs and figure it out. So, um, yeah, that was like me. I, I've written these kind of ominous like chords. Um, and that's that kind of swelling stuff underneath. Um, and, and yeah, like I said, this, this mix maybe gave me the most trouble. It was a little harder to mix. Um, but at the end I was happy with it. And like you said, I'm, I'm happy with how the album transitions towards the end of side B and kind of sets up possibly the next thing, um, or just just kind of changes the mood up so it's not just one feeling you know and um and and yeah when i wrote it i knew i wanted to end the record with it i just felt like it like you said it was a good bookend track so it kind of like you know settles everything yeah it's like you know and i i like albums that can emulate a certain time period of films where like you go on the adventure it's new and exciting initially you're apprehensive and then you experience this really like amazing event or like really intense event and you sit with the feelings afterwards and and really just kind of ruminate on just what happened you're not really there yet you know something that just happened to you and you're just like on the car ride home just sitting with the the experience and not really being fully there yet with I like it. That. that'd and be like, a good music video actually and like so like this song at the end of it is like you experience this whole album initially being very like um like springy and spring break and fun and party and like adventure and like like this initial like maybe it's your youth and you're like going on a vacation for the first time and you're doing that whole adventure or whatever and you're at the end of it and this is sort of like the going back to real life and you're kind of ruminating on everything that happened. And it's always that in my personal experience, when I have a big life experience, that car ride home really solidifies like the, it's starting to hit you like all the stuff that happened. You're going yeah. back. You're going back to normal life. And like your adventure is over, right? Your adventure is over. And like that person that you were, is no longer the person that you are, but the person that you were before it, you no longer are that person. You're changed in some sort of way. And I feel like this song in the context of the album really solidifies that. You have morphed into an emu. And <laughs> now time is a flat circle. The, the body of an emu and the head of, of an angel. A <laughs> Let's not go crazy. Porcupine. Uh, indeed. Por that's fine. This works. It's more accurate, but yeah, no, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, I like that whole, that whole rundown that, you know, that feeling of like an experience and then coming off that high, that's kind of, that's good. I like that. That makes sense. And I like that, uh, but I think there's for people our age, having seen all of those like kinds of movies and, and like, remember going to a fair or going to a boardwalk or whatever it is like wait how old are you again 38 
Oh, I thought you were 39. I was going to be like, don't fucking lump me into your age that's, bracket. Oh, that's I'm me. I'm the one who's 39. Oh, you're 30. You're the old one. That's yeah. The super old, like, decrepit. Yeah. Everything hurts when I move. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> I'm so old. It's not because not of lack of exercise. It's I won't group you into my <laughs> situation. <laughs> Well, you have the hair of like a twenty-year-old. Just so I mean, it's That's, flowing. Thank you, uh, listeners. Please take note. <laughs> <laughs> the longest hair I'm on not, the tallest person I know. I I I was not the one to say it, but I'll go along. Oh, is with he a it. tall? I can't. Is he a tall guy? He's very tall. I'm a tall boy. I'm six two. How tall? Oh, six two. That's tall. That's it's freakish. It's on the border of freakishly tall. I feel <laughs> it is not freakishly tall. I if would he was disagree. Six, three, it would be freakish. He's on the border. If it was six three, then he'd be a freak. Tall, wise. You're also really thin, so it adds to the whole. It's uh, it's upsetting to see me in prison. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I won't deny it. It's true. It's cool. It's good vibe. It's good for uh, you. Don't be shocked, but you will. <laughs> That's our life. I'm gonna cry myself to sleep tonight. <laughs> That's not any different than any other night, though, either. I I will do crying for other reasons than what I normally cry myself to sleep for. I almost. How do we even get into this? I stop making fun of me. I'm sorry. I apologize. It's, it probably wasn't even you, but thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, the song's great. That's no, we got into age, and he was upset that you were 38, <laughs> and I'm 39. That's what it was, Ben. <laughs> it's Ben's fault. <laughs> yes, it's your fault. And that's what we're sorry. getting into. Sorry. My fault. Don't. Let's forget I even said anything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 37-year-old. Right, that's what you are. That's what you are. No, I'm th I'm full blown thirty eight. Okay. That I feel like that makes it worse because the gap <laughs> has been shortened. But okay. Oh fuck! Do we times. want to loop it back around? Let's loop it Let's back. Let's bring around. it back. Let's bring Let's it back. Bring it back. Crush it. Crush it. It's, Last song. This was on you, so bring it back, Ben. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so Crush. I wrote it uh in the heat of battle, actually. Wow. Yeah. Um I had to fight a man for the last orange crush at a pizza shop. And Valid. I decided to call it that after he defeated me. Oh, you were defeated. Yeah. How did this outcome come about? I if I was going out on the norm, I feel like this would definitely happen to me. <laughs> well, I went to a Detroit style pizza place and I don't know what the fuck that is. So I was like, what is Detroit style pizza? And then he amazing. And I said, oh, you want the corner said, pieces. Fake. I said, that's fake. That's not real. And then he fought. He wanted to battle. So we battled. Wow. Because I'm a New York thin crust guy. So I don't I don't subscribe to the other stuff. Wow. Well, there's definitely like I feel like Minnesota thin crust is a bastardization Minnesota of things because that's like for sure. Here's stuff on a cracker. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not hate. That's a true. That's true. Let's put pizza on a bagel. Oh, anus bites. <laughs> pizza on a is bagel. Is Detroit pizza a thing though? It is. It's a, thing. a real thing. Yeah. And if you if you are limited to the amount of pieces you can get, you want corner pieces because it's. Oh, yeah. It's somewhere between deep dish and something else, but it's made in a rectangular pan, and the edges, Detroit. yeah, the the edges get a little more crispy. So ideally, a corner piece is what you want because they are soaked in butter. You have to understand that when you get a corner piece of Detroit, test, up. it's crispy, buttery deliciousness. It's not like uh, that was the name of the pizza shop. Was called buttered up. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. For real? That's part of the reason that we had to battle. I didn't like the name. Either. Obviously. Oh, this shit's wild. <laughs> yeah. Buttered up. If there was a pizza place that served Detroit <laughs> pizza that was called buttered up in this area right here, I my pants would be tight. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh... this shit's wild already right now. I, oh, man. Like my hands are going over my legs. I'm like touching myself right now. <laughs> I'm about it. Foodie of the greatest <clears throat> repute. Coming soon. Yeah. Coming soon. Coming, little, well, maybe. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> the point being is that Detroit's uh, pizza is a real thing. It it's is. Not fake. Okay. It's it's crazy. It's it's fucking good too. It's good. Okay. Well, Wait. maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe that's why he defeated me, and then I had to write this super emo song about it. Right. Yeah. We all benefited from this. Yeah. Apparently, the struggle really helped you. I'm really I appreciate that. Um, yeah. Detroit saw pizza. It's like it's the most decadent thing you could ever want. Like if you want to feel like a pile of garbage after you eat something it's the perfect like trade-off between do you want a chicago style deep dish or do you want like a regular pizza but do you want it to be really fucking awesome because it will <laughs> cook faster than a deep dish pizza indeed it, deep dish is too much but it will have like sweet aspects of the deep dish but it won't be like overpowering as you feel Okay, I will look into it more. Then I maybe I wasn't I didn't give them a proper shot. I'll go to buttered up and I'll tell them <laughs> that I need a pie. I'll I'll, I'll say this: like, look in your area, see if there's a Jets pizza. If there's a Jets, Jets is legit. They came from Detroit and branched out. If that's available to you, please check out that so option. Jets, yeah, I'll check it out. I'll see. He's taking notes. I'm about to do a voice memo. <laughs> like I'm, I am just like scumbag, real scumbag. And if you can align yourself within that kind of thing, <laughs> please check this out. It's like it premium goes, scumbag. Yeah. Premium. Goes, like I'm not like scumbag scumbag, but I'm like a, a little bit higher class than that. Premium right. scumbag. Check it out. That's a great way to close out this whole conversation. I'm a premium scumbag. Please look at this pizza place. Uh, uh. Uh, so you know, with the the this is the last song on the on the album, 
uh, and and obviously you've taken a lot of time to think about the, the album flow and make sure that it all makes sense. Um, what else overall? Like when you put the album together, how did you feel? And was it what you originally envisioned? Did it change throughout the process? Yeah, it kind of changed as I went, but I think that's kind of always going to be the case unless you've got like a bunch of shit already written. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I, it, it was one of those things where um, I kind of keep writing until I feel like I've got enough to put together for a record. So I think I just reached a point where um, I think I had originally a, an EP and things were really moving pretty quickly. So I was like, oh, well, I'm going to have, I wrote Andrew. I was like, man, I think I have like eight songs. He's like, well, shit, just write a few more and you'll have an album. So it was like one of those things where um, I don't think I went into it with a set plan necessarily, but um, the way the writing went, it was easy for me to, to, to lump them together. And, and um, I can be impatient. I wanted to just like, write three tracks and put out a quick EP because I want to get stuff out there. It's hard to sit on music. But um, when I started to get some of these back, especially like the tune with Vic, when that came back and um, when I wrote Honey and some of the others, I was like, man, these are pretty, I want to maybe wait and try to, you know, make this a whole album. We're all better for it. Good. I'm glad I could help. <laughs> I want to bring things back now. Oh, please. I want to bring things back to a thing that I said many tracks ago. And that was about how, uh, with regards to vinyl, this is an album that you can listen to all the way through. And I didn't want to... I, I don't want to say it cheapened things up when I said that, but I just want to say that it shows how good this album is is that you can listen to every track all the way through both sides, which is a real sign of a quality product. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly what that is. Every track on this is excellent, and it's one of the few things that is out there that you can listen to front to back, and everything on it is awesome. So I just want to say thank you for putting together an album that you can do that with, and it deserves to be that you know done that way. Well, thank you. That's awesome, man. I appreciate that. That's He's never said that about anything else before. <laughs> I believe you, and I cherish the fact that you told me that um, because it it I mean it means a lot, and I know I can tell. I don't know you well, but I can tell that you mean what you say, and you don't say it unless you want to. So I appreciate it, and. Um, and I really do think about those things. So it's nice to have someone notice. So I validate what you do. Like you, this is, you this is the validation. shit right here. This is, this is it. If you don't Thank get this you. shit, you're fucking up. That's it. And you don't need any other praise after this. You're done. You've been fulfilled. I, that's it. I can go to bed now. I wasn't good. I haven't slept in weeks. Now I can actually sleep tonight. So thank sleep you. like a baby, but not like the baby that wakes up every hour. <laughs> but like the baby that sleeps for like 14 hours. Yeah. Jesus. I have one of those babies that wakes up every. Don't, oh, man. Don't be like that. Don't be like that baby. All right. 
what else do we have to say? It's 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 a, a great record. Thank you for letting us listen to it and um, and talk about it. Um, it's a really a, a treat, especially with something that's so good. Um, it's it was an honor, and thank you for coming on and talking to us about this record. And and it's as always, it's it's entertaining, it's enlightening to have you on and talk to you, and and we both really love it. So, Kyle, what else do you have to say? What else do you want to ask? I just want to say thank you. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for dealing with me <laughs> and all my things. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. You guys are fun. I always have fun. I always come back on this show. Um, and I appreciate you guys doing what you do in the scene and 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 promoting this music that we make. And, um, and we're yeah, recording that. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we've, well, we've true. got that. I mean, there's not a lot of guys like you out there, and we, you know, this is not a big scene, and it's cool to have people like you um, supporting what we do and and trying to spread the the, the music around. So um, I appreciate it. Cool, Ben. What else do you have yeah. to say about the record other than fucking buy it? Buy it. Buy it. I hope you love it. I put my love into it, and um, you know, it it means a lot to me to be able to share my music with you guys so june cool. 4th it'll be out everywhere there's vinyl there's cassettes there's all kinds of stuff so i hope you guys grab it yeah it's gonna sell it quick so june 4th june 4th be fucking ready because that shit is gonna fly 9 a.m pacific Bandcamp. be there be there be square all right thank you ben for coming on till next time this is eric this is kyle thank you guys I'm